Mofax with Adam Curry for March 2nd, 2022. This is episode number 77. The fax machine keeps on rolling. I'm Adam Curry coming to you from the heart of the Texas Hill Country. Time once again to spin the wheel of topics from here to Northern Virginia. Please say hello to my friend on the other end, Mr. Mo Fax. How you doing, Adam? Yeah, I'm good, Mo. I'm just got back from a road trip to Dallas, so uh, you know that kind of fuzzy feel you got when you drive four four and a half hours oh yeah <laughs> so, a thousand thousand yards there kind of thing yeah for me you know with my eyesight probably closer to 25 but that's <laughs> what it is <laughs> i'm very excited to be speaking to you again my friend this is a highlight of of at least one highlight of every other week for sure everything Same good there here. everything good on your end oh well you're talking about that feeling from the road and i'm still feeling some uh Residual effects from the third rail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. How, how did that go? What was the feedback you got? Uh, it was great, but a few people were um, triggered, huh. as expected. I mean, it's, we tapped into the programming mm-hmm. uh, and got some program-related responses, but a few people hit me up after, like, you know, once I processed it, yeah. oh, okay, I see where you're coming from kind of thing. So, I mean, what... It was mostly, I mean, mostly good. Yeah, I, I got good <laughs> feedback, and uh, I also turned a couple other people on to that particular episode. And yeah, I hey man, we don't have to to answer to anybody but uh, but ourselves and uh, and the people who produce the show. That's which, it. Which is the beauty, which is the beauty of the value for value model. All right, everybody, why don't we get this show underway and roll out this uh, wheel of topics? Let's see what we got. What are we going to talk about today? The topic for MoFax with Adam Curry for March 2nd, 2022 is... In this political football game. Ah, is this a Super Bowl? No. It's the, uh, <laughs> it's the other great American pastime politics. So, um, Oh, okay. Yes, I've heard of that. In, in the spirit of uh, the State of the Union last uh-huh. night, I think it would be a good time to review uh, Biden's progress report uh, so far uh you know it took him a long he, yeah look i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve judgment and i'm gonna withhold my comment because i just looked at that the, right off the bat i'm like mm, uh, i got all kinds of stuff to say yeah that's that's why we had to do this and uh it was so predictable <laughs> that i didn't right? have to change the clips uh <laughs> from the show i had already made i love that it was just completely predictable that's hilarious yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah we know what's gonna come so I guess we go ahead and get started. Uh, we got uh, Tucker. This is pre-State of the Union. This is what he had to say about Biden. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, in less than an hour, Joe Biden begins his annual State of the Union address. Imagine if he dared to be honest about it. What would he say? <laughs> what is the state of our union tonight? Well, in a word, it is fragile, very fragile. The United States is poorer, it's more fearful, it's far less free than it was when Joe Biden became the president just 13 months ago. Joe Biden inherited a divided country, a very divided country, and then he proceeded to make it much angrier. Mm. History will judge Joe Biden for that, but in the meantime, voters already are. Biden's poll numbers have dropped to the point that it's impossible to explain them without admitting that you're at fault. It's not just unvaxxed Confederate QAnon seditionists who disapprove of Joe Biden at this point, (laughs) much as the White House suggests otherwise. It's pretty much everyone who lives here, apart from the bitter 50-something-year-old wives of private equity barons. They're skiing an Aspen right now, and they still love Biden. 
But everyone else has second thoughts, and that would include many Americans who once supported Joe Biden. It would include Hispanic voters, independent voters, an awful lot of black men. There you go. (laughs) Now, did I, am I mistaken, or did it take the president up until the end of his entire State of the Union to say the State of the Union is strong? Yeah, it's a lot of things he did, he didn't say. Or because you know, I'm like, when, where is that bit? Isn't that supposed to be in the first two minutes or something? You just got to roll that out so everyone can applaud. I guess it wasn't there for him to say then, unless he purposely hid it. I mm. mean, you know, you know, he had to say it, but he had to. You can't start out with that with everything that's going on. You got yeah. Pootie Tang in Ukraine. Um, <laughs> what did you call him? Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Yeah, you got. <laughs> oh, I got to write this down. Pootie Tang. Who came up with this? That's mine. <laughs> oh, I like it. How do I spell Pootie Tang? P U T I T A N G? I think it's P O O T I E. Pootie Tang. Yeah, Pootie Tang. <laughs> uh, so, Thank you. Of course, we have to come up with these things because when you talk about them on certain platforms, uh, <laughs> you ah, have to self censor to beat the. I see meme, what you're it's, saying. It's, it's, yeah. It's the meme game. You know, it's like with the va- vaccine, we had to say Vaseline. Oh, what this is what you, this is what you got to use on YouTube. You mean? Yes, sir. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so I got you. Okay. Uh, or you definitely will feel the wrath um, there. But what, what's going on in Russia or Ukraine? Uh, better yet, his numbers are in the tank, and a lot of people aren't happy with him. No. So it, everybody was on. I think every a lot of people were waiting to see if he was going to make it through the whole thing. <laughs> Quite honestly, Which, I was waiting for the headline like "President Collapses." It's past his twenty-two minute marker. Yeah, and, and that's I think a lot of people were waiting on that. But I mean, I got to give him credit; he did make it to the. He did. <laughs> so yeah, he, did. he made the tape. He made the. Uh, he made the tape in the race. So he did. He did. Um, give him that credit, but um, a lot of people are unhappy because, like what you said, what he mentioned late. There's certain things that he didn't mention at all. Yeah, January 6th he didn't mention, and uh, what are the other things that he not mentioned? Well, clip number three will uh, oh, we'll, <laughs> give you we'll give me that little idea. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, I'll start with the response, which wasn't a response at all. It was an addendum. It was a cheerleading uh, and putting up all the black stuff into that speech that should have been in the Biden speech. If you, will, uh, if you were paying attention, Biden not once mentioned black, black people, African-Americans, Negro, anything <laughs> Negro. in that speech. <laughs> And that is, and I, I was kept thinking to myself, what a difference 300 days makes. When Biden gave his speech on the 100 anniversary, uh, 100th anniversary of him taking office, there was a huge section in there about speaking to, uh, quoting George Floyd's daughter about my dad's going to make history and really hammering home. I mean, I think his quote was, we have all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black America. Oh, that hello. is how strong that passage was in Biden's speech of two black people and about these issues supporting black people in the 100 day speech not one word in this speech even when he was speaking about historically black college and universities he used the acronym even when he was speaking about his historic pick of a black uh, uh, supreme court justice he didn't even acknowledge and lift her up as a black woman right Huh. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, I think we have to establish here that Ukraine is the new black. Yeah. New, well, Ukraine is a new Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You see. Did you did everybody? you know, did you notice that besides them all having the the you know there were colors of the Ukrainian flag, the the actual room was lit 
with some yellow lighting and, and stuff like that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, they've lit it. They've lit this thing. Well, yeah. the White House will be next. I mean, you know how Yeah, to- <laughs> of course. But that's, <laughs> that's blue- so was there an anticipation from uh, Black America, like Joe's going to fix everything for us now? Well, there was an anticipation, but not from that side. Mm. Of the side of saying, you got God again. That was the anticipation, just ah, to show people that yes. we tried to tell you. You tried to cut a deal with Joe. Uh, you thought Joe was going to deliver, and this is what you got. And you can hear the frustration that was in uh, Charles Blow. He's on the, uh, actually on the Black News Channel now on YouTube. He's from, the, uh, you, you know, I'm from New York Times. But yes. you can hear the frustration in his voice and... Like surprise? What are you surprised about? So we is, know how this goes. Is this uh, is this a black Twitter meme now? Like you you they got you again? Is that is that what's trending? Is that really a, a thing? No, this is not a trend. But what was trending was Black Lives Matter uh, when they mentioned uh, funding the cops, funding mm. police. Yeah, they tweeted about that and showed Maxine Waters like sourpuss face, you know. And <laughs> yes. I, of course, I had to retweet and say you got got. Uh, so just to remind them and, and that's what, I mean, a lot of people were just like, you thought you were going to get something out of this. You, I mean, you might get a, you got your vice president. That's what everybody clamored about. Mm -hmm. And you might get a, um, Supreme court justice. I I won't believe it until I see it. Yeah. You're still on the, on the Claiborne, uh, tip. Yes. Yes. He's out there, though. He's he's out there talking about her being such a fantastic candidate. That's I guess, would make sense if he knows that she's going down. <laughs> but the sweet, the sweet justice of it, no pun intended, was even he got got. He thought yeah. he thought yes, he was true. Get, he um, thought he was in. The, he was. Yeah, he thought he was in uh, in the pocket there with help, with his uh, saving grace for the president. Yeah. <clears throat> during the elections. So, so we're going to get this. What basically this episode is going to be about. Just a review of what ha- has happened in this administration so far. And then also the mindset of this cognitive dissonance, I would call it. I mm-hmm. mean, I have another term for it, but I won't reveal okay, <laughs> until okay. later in the show. All but right. just this, you're surprised. Nobody else is. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, the fact, like I said, I, could, I made this show and didn't have to change very much except for the first clip. Of Tucker, I mean, because it was yeah, because you, you know you had to get that after the fact, <laughs> right? You had to get that, and that was actually beforehand. But just that's the only thing I had to change because you you know how it was going to go. So yeah, yeah. I guess we can go ahead and jump into the second part of this clip from um, Charles Blow, right? And so we go from saying using Floyd's daughter to champion something that would protect black people to using the family of the two officers who were killed in New York to ba- to talk about funding police and oh, using yeah. COVID money, by the way. And he keeps saying that they voted for money to, to fund the police. That is not what actually happened with that. They voted for COVID funds. There were $350,000 that the states could use at their discretion. The, the administration really? went back later and said, you can, this is our advice is that you can use this money. Our guidance is that we can use use his money to hire police that's how that happened right it's, it, it wasn't that anybody in that chamber voted and said we want all these money to go for policing so it's just, it's just a stark stark difference in how this man is talking about these issues that confront and affect black people from 300 days ago until now <laughs> 
I caught that too. Um, because Austin is also one of those uh cities that uh oh no, well after we d- literally defunded the police for a hundred million dollars, now they're going. Oh, now we're going to fund it again. Because we have the COVID relief money. <clears throat> That's exactly what's going on. And for the people out there that was on the left, for the Black Lives Matter, Inc., let mm-hmm. me make sure I, I'm clarifying here. Um, for all the true blue Democrats that are saying they have, you know, so-called black people, what did you expect? And that's like the tone of right now is, listen to Charles Blow. He acts like he's surprised. We've done this over and over and over again, even twice with a black president. Yeah. And you got nothing for your vote, which how we told you it was going to go down. And I want to make it very clear now. I don't even think black people elected Joe Biden. I think there was some shenanigans. I did a show about it. You can go, I'm saying, you can go listen to it. I definitely think there was some shenanigans going on uh, in these um, black voting districts, mm-hmm. you know, with the ballots or whatever else. I mean, however they count it, I don't think you know the black vote what, came what, out strong for Biden. But what they, you're basing that on is your general feel as to what people said or saying now. That's what you base it on. Well, that and like I said, I mean, just the the how it went down so i mean just the whole thing it's just eh, yeah i don't i don't see and i don't hear anybody nobody was really happy about it you know in mass you make like you have your dedicated you're saying democrat you know uh bots but that's about it right but i I just don't feel that you know that's just my personal opinion i mean and just i I got you i got you i don't think that was the case but now we're moving on to Joy Reid. Oh, yay! This, this is before, this is way, this is a couple of weeks before this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the State of the Union happened. And they were preparing themselves not to get anything and for Biden to do what he did. And this is her talking about Biden, Bidening. It's actually a verb. (laughs) Okay. Good evening, everyone. We begin the readout tonight with three big stories that demonstrate President Biden, well, Bidening, returning to his foreign and domestic policy wheelhouse after a tough first year as president, in which his priorities reflected a very different politician from the one that many of us have come to know. First, we have one of the most significant counterterrorism operations of his presidency to date, an overnight U.S. military raid in Syria that led to the death of the leader of ISIS, who detonated a bomb inside of a building that killed himself and members of his family rather than be taken alive. After the raid, President Biden issued this morning. Last night's operation took a major terrorist leader off the battlefield and it sent a strong message to terrorists around the world. We will come after you and find you. We also saw today Biden Bidening on the domestic front, arriving in New York to discuss gun violence with Mayor Eric Adams, a former police captain who has described himself politically as a kind Mm. of Brooklyn Biden. It was a very Mm. symbolic meeting down to its location at NYPD headquarters. So the answer is not to defund the police, it's to give you the tools, the training, the funding, to be partners, to be protectors. We're going to provide funding for cities and state to put more police officers in the places we need them. It was a meeting of like minds on gun crime, 
two Democratic executive leaders who rejected the defund the police movement while pledging to address criminal justice and police reforms while on the campaign trail. But let's face it, this is a comfortable place for Joe Biden, a fundamentally centrist politician who helped write the controversial 1994 crime bill. Lately, Biden is spending time tackling issues that he spent his entire career covering. Hmm. So a lot of people getting thrown under the proverbial bus now. Yep. <laughs> you got the Soros sisters. Yep. Letting them out of jail. And now you're ramping up the cops. And it, 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 this is 2.94 2.0 yeah you're right and then you see what's happening with the drill uh music um hold on a second mo 94 2.0 of course talking you're referring to the crime bill so yes do you mean that that's coming next is the the, the revamp it'll be the 24 crime bill or whatever it'll be because you let them out then you up the police you're going to show the struggle you're going to show all the mess and then we're going to say oh Here's our new little yummy. Well, that's what drilled rap is actually playing. Oh, the the role of little yummy. Of course. Don't you see these crazy kids uh, with guns and how it works is they make you ask for it. We we need to just re-explain what drill rap is because I was talking to my buddy in Dallas about it last night and he comes from the music business and his, his jaw fell on the floor. So drill rap is basically they've turned rap music into this online kind of um, video game or social media game where the rappers, they shoot at each other, they make videos about it, and they rap about the people that's been killed. Right. And it just keeps ramping up. It started uh, in Chicago. Uh, then it made its way all across, you know, the United States and even in uh, the UK. And... And, like, and, and also like Sweden or some weird place or some other Scandinavian yes. country I saw. It, it's, like, it's, it's spreading all over Europe. And what it did was it started, we made the show about the, uh, the trap that was, I think, 55 Trappers Delight. Yeah. It was kind of a uh, morphing of that um, where Chicago took it. And basically it's the online game is this is like the fast track to a rap career. You get in this, you start you know, going back and forth, killing people, like said, killing each other, yeah, <laughs> killing each other, shooting at each other. Uh, then that gets the algorithm going, the oh, social media algorithm. Yes, YouTube algos, Twitter yep. algos. Yeah. Okay. And then they get picked up by a major label. Right. The major labels look for whoever's being talked about on YouTube because you have this whole other industry that's kind of disgusting of people reporting on this. They don't have any skin in the game. Oh, they're, they're just making they're just making YouTube's about the about the, the the battles and the shootings, right? Like an MTV of drill rap, Pr- pretty much. And and but and, and they don't really have any skin in the game. But no. they keep the they pour gas on it, and then that gets the attention of the record labels, which sign, which is the end goal of the rappers in the first place. So Ugh. this is the this is the new music industry. Yay. <laughs> that is, is, and now you see uh, the mayor of the Brooklyn Biden. He's trying yeah, to how ban- about that? How about that? The Brooklyn Biden crap. That was harsh. That, that's we knew who Biden was, and you heard Joy Reid say so flippantly that, "Oh yeah, he's just Biden," and you know he's going back to you know the old things he knew about, you know locking people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and to meet it at New York, I'm saying in uh, New York uh, Police Department. That was very symbol, uh, symbolic. This oh. is this is where we're at, and it's 
we we talked about this for two years. <laughs> me, me and you talked yeah. about this for two years. Yeah. How it was going to end up. Yeah. And this is a good way to get rid of the Soros sisters. You get to purge the system. Mm-hmm. You get to blame them and 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 create it, a new. Oh gosh, a what, new a new system of uh of the algorithm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The well now that'll be it'll be justice by algorithm. They'll just throw your numbers in there and. Oh, you mean instead of a proper DA? Yes. They already had that. You know? Yeah, I know. I know they have it for um, uh, for parole and recidivism. They have algos for that. Notoriously pr- problematic, if I can use the word. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we just, we program the rule of law into the algo and everything will work. Trust me. Cor- correct. And mm-hmm. then I think with COVID, what we learned with these, we have this system of this uh, passport, digital passport just laying yeah. around. Yeah. It'll just become house re- house arrest. You know, and yeah. you'll be allowed to certain zones and certain sectors and you won't. And like this is my just my hypothesis, but you see how much robot and surveillance has been going on. Yeah. Uh drones and whatever else over these major cities, it's not far fetched. No, and I <laughs> to keep saying what we learned I, from COVID. I keep telling people, I said, you know, and I of course based upon our conversations, but the cops I know, they're leaving the department and they're going to work for private security firms to protect rich neighborhoods. It's like, why, would, why wouldn't I? I my, my department won't back me. My police chief won't back me. My city council and mayors won't back me. Um, and, uh, and I'm making $40,000 a year. Why would I? I'm not crazy. And we saw this with Blackwater slash Z. Yeah, and that's where and a that's, lot of people got frustrated with yeah, the with the military. The military were getting, mm-hmm. and then they just say, you know what? I'll just go for this private firm, yeah. and get paid more and have you know um, better accommodations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, and that it, brings it the robotics. That brings the robotics into uh, the the not rich neighborhoods, which won't even be poor, uh, as just as the military has resorted to outside of you know uh, contractors who are do contractor stuff. Um, drones, another type of robotic warfare. And if you see some of the things they're rolling out, like these basically robots that roll around the city and like, where you going kind of thing and policing you. And (laughs) they even have cars, like automated cars. And of course they're in, um, in beta mode and testing mode, but the car pulls up beside you. It's auto saying it's driven by somebody not in the car. And it has a little computer screen, like license and registration. I did a whole, I mean, I did a video about it. I think on one of the lost tapes. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah, I mean, we've, we see all this, all the pieces coming together mm. to be justice, like by, by AI. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> once again, I'm very, very positive today. It's a very interesting. Yeah, so, sorry to bum everybody out so early, but it's just That's okay, that, man. It, you know, we won't, we won't stay. Well, we no, we want to be prepared. Long. We want to yeah. be prepared for whatever's coming. That's, that's important too. Right, so we hear uh, Joy Joy Reed, and then we hear Charles Blow, you know, complaining about what's happening. We're Joy Joy Reed wasn't really complaining; she was just kind of, yep, this is exactly what we expected. Him going blowing up brown people and uh, uh, <laughs> setting up a uh, the crime bill two point oh. This is exactly what we expected. Mm-hmm. Now, but how can people act so surprised when before Biden was elected, you had people like Charlemagne the God and and, and Ti. Uh, or Charlemagne the Guard, as I call him, for mm-hmm. he's the Democratic Guard, uh, the Guard for the Democrats. But mm-hmm. this is a clip on Ti's um, podcast 
where he was talking about, you know, they were comparing Trump against Biden and, the his- and Biden's history. Okay, the system, it, it operates on fear. Correct. You know what I mean? So you have to do something, create fear, and from that fear... You can justify. You can go justify all the yeah, shit that you know you ain't supposed yep. to do. For instance, like the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? After 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they could tap your phone yep. without yep. having yep. We, we had to yep. get the 9-11 done first so we could have the procedures. Yep. Yeah, so that's after fine. that, they're like, hey, you know, you see what they're coming over here doing? They flying planes in our building. Yeah, Absolutely. That shit was, that shit so when they put all those police in our neighborhood and they hit us with those harsh sentences for, yeah. whether it's the 94 crime bill, the 88 yeah. crack laws, yeah. they can justify that shit based off, this is where all the trouble is at. This is where all the problems is at. You seen Joe Biden stand on the Senate floor and say that verbatim. He was like, I don't care about the conditions that cause these predators to become predators. Mm. We need to fix this shit now, because if we don't, they're going to end up killing our moms and our fathers and our brothers Shout and our sisters. Biden. Is Joe Biden good? Nah, well, uh, I got Joe, questions. Man. I think he's a, I think he's a good guy with bad shit on him. Oh, Charlemagne. Ooh, Ooh Charlemagne, <laughs> careful, careful. The boule phone is ringing for you, brother. Be very, very careful. You heard him self-correct right yeah, there. T.I. Yeah. said he's bad. And he's like, uh. Hey, but um, Mo, um, so now I love, of course, we know all about the 94 crime bill from, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know what episode it was. Um, and, you know, well, we've also referenced it many, many times. So there's a couple of things in order for the history to repeat, you know, or to rhyme. We need, uh, obviously, we need a, a, a little yummy type uh, figure. Uh, we mm-hmm. need a name. It can't be Predators again. It's got to be something else. So I'm looking for those clues. What could they call them? I'm, I mean, we have the Smashing Grabbers. You know, this is uh, this. I think that will ratchet up if they really if they do it right. You know, they'll get that going because that's going to be drill people. rappers. I think they're just be drill rap. The, yeah, I think drill rap is a great enemy. It, I mean, it's is scary uh, from that, their standpoint. Uh, is uh, and then you got fentanyl, which I mean, you, yeah. which is becoming the new crack. Which it's amazing that for many people that's dying from it, you don't hear a actual national campaign to stop fentanyl. <laughs> but that would be wrong. <laughs> that's not how they operate, Mo. Please. And and, and I just me being uh, you know the realist I am. I, I'm never a pessimist. I'm just a realist that. I think they know the system can't support 40, 50-year-old junkies. So it's like, no, no. let's ramp, ramp up the drugs. If it kills them, it kills them. Ooh. And depopulation. And then you turn around and whoever sells it to them, we can lock them up for murder. I mean, you saw this with the Michael Williams uh, situation. Mm-hmm. That four people were taken down with his case. It just seems that, well, maybe drill rap could, yeah, that could, it could be it. These drill rappers, I'm just trying yeah, to figure, figure out drill. how to Drill is like, drill is just scary. Drill, drill, drill. These drill rappers. But rappers is the problem here. I'm just yeah, from a marketing like, standpoint. It's got to be scary. A rapper is like a hip, 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 hop. Don't stop rocking till you bang, bang, boogie. It doesn't sound scary enough. The drill part is great. I think maybe that's the only thing they need left. Drill. Is the, is the, is the, is the name. Yeah. Is the super predator scary term. Yeah. Uh, to, to you know, scare. And do we have a, a candidate drill rapper who could be the little yummy of this? Because there's some. I saw you sent me some videos. I'm like, that could be him. Well, that could be him too, boy. This is really this one oh, could no, really it's, be it's, him. It's, it's, it's definitely NBA young boy. 
It's definitely been, it, yeah. What's his, his name? name? Uh, What's his name? NBA Young mm-hmm. Boy. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely going to be one of the ones that they put out there. Mm. Uh, he's kind of like the Tupac of this era. And I know people don't hate me. Hold on. Let me, I, I know. I heard the. I heard the reaction. What I mean is that what he, what Tupac was to our generation, he is to their generation. Yeah. And, and I see it. I mean, I can, I can see it happening that he'll be one of those kind of figures like that you with Tupac. That here's this scary, hey, Mo, angry young black man. Mo, he has a whole shop and merch, and he's got all kinds of stuff going on. He's he's one of the biggest stars out right now. Unbelievable. This, this one said he's at the level of to that generation. His slogan uh, is never Tupac never broke is. again. Is that his yes. thing? Never broke again. And they like I said, they're playing this online game of murder. It's right. kind of like Squid Game in a way, or even what's the other movie? Uh, Hunger Games. Hunger it's Games. a cross between yeah. that. It's it's a real. It's really morbid, is what it is. But it's it's just. It's, it's tragic is what it is. Tragic. Yeah, because you got to understand you're hanging a big bag of money out here. Yeah. And I'm not excusing them for doing it. No. But I'm no. just saying, considering the circumstances, you know, it's it's understandable. Yeah. Even though I don't agree with it, it's we're, we're broke. We don't have any money, no opportunity uh, in their mind. Of course, there's always opportunity. But in their mind, from their paradigm they're looking from is like, all we gotta do is play this death game, and then you factor in this term that I've, I've started saying is they're passively suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. in a way, you know, it's just that I don't care if I live or I die. So let's right. play. Okay. So, well, so <laughs> again, not yet the press mode, but you're getting me there. I'm 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 sorry, but <laughs> now we like I said with Charlemagne and Ti, you heard him. 88 crime bill, 94 crime bill. They see it. And the crazy thing about it is T.I. is one of the biggest trapper rappers there was. Mm. And for people who don't know what trapping is, that's selling of narcotics. So he's one of these biggest people, you know what I'm saying, that mo- made money off it in his era. But you know what? This, but is, then he, this is also their, this is their reality. You know, it's like, oh, I, I made it up here and I'm still alive. And all oh, the young boys are doing this and we'll see who survives. I mean, there's some, there's also a very morbid uh, way that he's even looking at the situation. But the point I was trying to make was with T.I., Joe Biden will be your number one enemy because he's the one trying to throw you in jail for your rest of your life with his crime bill. Correct. But you say he's a good guy with stuff on him. It's yeah, unbelievable. Th- Let's go and get to the second part of this clip. <laughs> Man, what? he got some bad shit on. I there. say it all the time. Uh, D- Joe Biden has done worse things to black people than Donald Trump ever has. <laughs> For real? Hell yeah! Man, the '88 crack laws. <laughs> like, Educate me, he, 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 he passed the '88. He did the '88 crack laws with Strom Thurmond. Strom yeah, Thurmond was a <laughs> motherfucking racial segregationist from uh, South Carolina. Who was he down with? He was was he down? He was Obama's Barack's vice president. The '88 crack laws. Think about it. '88 crack laws. Everybody know crack was in the black community more than anywhere because they put it there. So now, so the '88 crack laws that gave you more time for crack than it did powder cocaine. That was systemically done because they knew who was running. 
running around with the twenties of rocks in their pockets. Yeah, absolutely. Then, I mean, you, then you fast forward six years later, the ninety four crime bill that he called the Biden bill. Now what's the what's the ninety four crime bill? The ninety four crime bill was what they were so mad about Hillary over, and Hillary wasn't even in the administration when that shit went down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She was just the first lady. She was just Bill Clinton's old lady. Mm. But the ninety four crime bill basically is what they say started mass incarceration. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It just mm. gave out all of these Harsh sentences Yeah I know black what, people. what year was that 94 94 yeah. <laughs> My dad did 29 years And he came home Like in the middle of that He came home one time About you know 14 years then He came yeah. home And he just went right back in But that his whole generation's in jail And listen we all make mistakes But he sure. He will not even Say that it was a mistake You ask him now He'll say the 94 crime mistake, bill Didn't cause mass incarceration So 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 <laughs> I like this Hey what year that cut The 94 crime bill come out <laughs> <laughs> but a, for, 1894. Yeah, for those who are well, it could be for those who are con- uh, confused. Strom Thurmond was a uh, devout Democrat who they were talking about. So is Joe Biden, of course, of course. But we know the we know the end of the story is Charlemagne went on to say we gotta we gotta let uh, we gotta let Biden over Trump. Yeah, and like I said, this is not me capable for 45. This is me showing how do you say all that you heard in the last two clips. Go on and on about it. Say it's on him. He won't apologize. Even say that He's, Trump did better things, or what did he say? Better for black people, or not as bad as Joe Biden? The title of the, the title on the video on YouTube is Joe Biden has done way worse mm-hmm. to black people than Donald Trump ever has. That's a quote from Charlemagne. Yeah, but then go on to tell you, no, you got to vote for, you got to vote for uh, Biden. Well, where's the outrage from Black America against Charlemagne? They're, they're, oh, it's it's bubbling. I mm. mean, that's the whole thing about ah. the go along, get along gang. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And, and, and he's feeling the pressure, but I'm telling, I'm warning people about Charlemagne. He has his way of doing all this bit talking, and we've heard it from Karen Hunter and everybody else. They go on these rants about how bad the Democrats in, but the punchline is, but still vote Democrat, right? Um. So uh, this next clip. This is post-election, and he's still frustrated, even though he's Joe Biden told him, you're not black if you don't vote for me. And and I want people to understand that. He didn't say you're not black if you don't vote. He said you're not black if you don't vote for me. That's right. (laughs) If that's not the damnedest thing to (laughs) say to somebody, and Charlamagne went on press runs, and you're saying excusing him, and, you know, well, he's just, that kind of thing that we heard on the last show, or I think it was the Lost Tapes with uh, Bill Maher, where he's just too comfortable. He's right. too comfortable. This thing when he, uh, Bill Maher dropped the N-word. Uh, it's amazing how they, they took up for him. But I digress. I want to get into this next clip. And this is Charlemagne showing his frustration after Biden being elected. Man, where's Trump? Yeah! They feel like they would rather get it raw. Yeah. Like, you know what? At least yeah. we know where that mother. Like I cannot wait to see and I'm already watching it. I'm watching Democrats start the campaign. They're already like Hillary got to go out there and vote like democracy depends on it. I'm like, when y'all gonna start governing like democracy depends Ooh. on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, <for real. laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's once again, this then this is why I'm doing this. Is this cycle's about to kick back up again? They have to do it for the midterms. Yeah, and when it's all said and done, I want to see if Charlemagne keeps his same energy, you know, with, with, that he has now. And this is after he said what he said about um, 
Kamala Harris being who's the real president. Right. Uh, was it was it her or um was it Joe Manchin and Seneca, I think her name is? Uh Senna. Sienna. Sienna. Si- I think it's something cinema. like that. Cinema. Two- cinema. 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 Yeah. yeah. So the that the two people that didn't go along with the Democrats, he said that they were the real president and vice president. Then he had to come back and apologize for that. So I'm just telling people, don't get all excited. Don't start, oh, you know, getting all, oh, Sean Mayne's on our side now. No, we've seen this repeatedly from him that he will say, and he's allowed, he's allowed from the boule to say in the Democratic <laughs> Party to, hey, you you know your lines. Now you can't say Joe Biden's a bad guy. <laughs> you, know, you can say what he did, but you know, at the end of the, the punchline is vote blue, no matter who. Right. That's the punchline for, for, for everything. And so... The fact that Charlemagne being for South Carolina and we know what uh, South Carolina meant to Joe Biden in his election um, from um, Clyburn, mm-hmm. we have to go back and, and revisit the South Carolina voters and their grade on uh, Biden's presidency. Over two months now in office, President Biden is getting some high remarks from voters. Our new ABC News Ipsos poll finds 72 percent approve of his handling of the pandemic, 60 percent approve of his handling of the economy. But there are warning signs for his agenda as majorities of Americans disapprove of his job on immigration and gun violence. So tonight we return to the state that saved Joe Biden's primary campaign in 2020, South Carolina, to hear directly from voters there about where the president is meeting expectations and where he may be missing the mark. Here's ABC's Devin Dwyer. We began in the heart of South Carolina, the capital, Columbia. Democratic voters here were critical to saving Joe Biden's primary campaign. Now they're looking to him to deliver. We need to act not tomorrow, not a year from now, but today. Lawrence Nathaniel is founder of the group Black Lives Matter South Carolina. Last year, he led protests demanding racial justice after the death of George Floyd. When I seen something wrong, I wanted to make it right. So I wanted to go out there and focus on how just to make it right. Black Lives Nathaniel, who supported businessman Tom Steyer in the primary, says he's happy with President Biden, but wants to see more help for low-income neighborhoods like this one, where Black Lives Matter is renovating a church into a community center. What are you trying to do? Um, Build change and bring hope for people in this community and show that Black Lives Matter is more than just about a protest. If you had five minutes with President Biden today, what would you tell him? There are people out here that's still hurting and that needs help and that needs to make sure that they could trust you as our president of the United States. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. And this is post-election. <laughs> that's crazy. It, what were they thinking? It, it's two points I want to make right quick. One, they're renovating present tense. Not this church has been renovated because we know black lives matter. You're saying, Oh no, they're taking in. Yeah, exactly millions if not billions of dollars but this church down here is still being renovated mm-hmm. present tense mm-hmm. and then two when did black Lives matter start letting men speak for them <laughs> yeah good point very good point it's, it's pushing them out front interesting it's, it's, two, it's two reason they're doing this one to get it to stench off of them to blame men to blame men for it well, this too, they understand. I think they heard some things from 2020. They looked at the numbers. Uh, you heard what Tucker said at the end of his clip mm-hmm. 
about black men. The mm-hmm. Republicans are about to go full fledged. Uh, and I wouldn't say Republicans, the conservatives, because we got well, we got divided two up. I say that um, uh, I've been talking to some people uh, around the Hill Country. I think Alan West, uh, as an example, has a very good shot at becoming governor of Texas. They're they're about to go full fledged black men for the Republicans. Yeah. Now I'll say this again. Yes, that, thank that you. Please don't be confused just because there's an R. Exactly. No tangibles. Tangibles, yep. but if they can bump that number up from five hundred billion to the trillion, um, and a few other things that they could address, they could interest a a lot of black men to their cause. Not me, because you know I'm a hey, I'm a single <laughs> I'm a single issue voter over here. It's tangibles slash atonement, and I got a lot of blowback just for a quick second that people are like, oh, I can't believe you're going to sell your vote, Mo. Well, you've, we you, you've, always, you've always been very clear about this. I, I guess um, the last time I brought it up, when I made it very clear where I stand, I'm not asking anybody for anything. I'm not out here, you know what I'm saying, begging anybody for anything. But if you want my vote, which I understand the value of my vote, and, and my price is atonement. And if you don't want to offer that, then we don't have anything to talk about. And But that's just me. But there's a lot of people like me that feel this way, and it's People sell their vote all the time. I'm not saying I'm selling mine, but for yeah, cheaper but, gas but let me, prices let me just, or lower taxes. Let me, it's like, let me just let me just help you uh, with this uh, controversy. So when you say uh, I want atonement, that we've discussed this, it's like you want someone to say I'm sorry, and then you, I think you would like a trillion dollars to be signed. No. Well, they already said they're sorry, and and not, and this is this is another clip for another day. In the apology. That the nation made to black people at quote unquote ADOS people. Let mm-hmm. me clarify. Yes. It's like, yeah, we're sorry, but this by no means say that we hold any accountability for what happened. What? Right. So you, you want a German style thing towards the Jews? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, I've talked to a lot of my friends about uh, about this specifically and, and spoken specifically about atonement. And it's mm-hmm. a very diff- interesting reaction and, and response you get if you say atonement and then a trillion dollars and then they'll vote for you and they and the first thing they say is well shit yeah a trillion we can do a trillion we got a trillion we can do a trillion for anything we want <laughs> so the modern monetary theory that part has actually gotten i think easier the hardest part may be to say you know we're sorry and yeah we we effed up but that's the that's the that's the part that's the, diff, that's the difference between atonement and reparations. Mm-hmm. Yes, reparations is me asking you to repair me, not you, but the proverbial you. Yeah, to pr- repair me, please repair. No, no, I'm over here. I'm doing my own thing. Don't bother me unless you're here to atone with me. Mm-hmm. It's a total different. That's a total different concept, and I want people to understand that because it has to come from the point of. We realize that, you know, this has impacted you this way. And it's not that touchy-feely, oh, we want to... No. Just, uh, just realize what they're saying, the effects and, of these and the, things happen. And the crazy, th- and the crazy thing is, if, if Congress put together a bill and said, and with this, we atone, uh, here, you know, here's who's guilty, mm-hmm. I don't think any American would have a problem with it. That's the point. It's, it's that... Why is this such a big deal? But and we'd be like, "This is pro- great. We end this part of the conversation." 
Gosh, that's helpful. The reason why they don't want this to happen is because this is a political wedge. It's beautiful. Why get rid of it? Well, the Republicans can't come out and say this because they're scared. I'm not saying it will happen, but this is their fear that they might lose a certain base, a portion of their base with this policy. So doubtful. So doubtful. They're such idiots. I really don't think so. And notice I didn't say conservatives. I said Republicans. They're doing the calculations to say, will this gain be worth our loss? And I understand right. I understand the political calculus. I get it. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats are saying, well, if we give them this, then that makes them equal to every other co- co- colored person. <laughs> and now their loyalties is what to what's best for them. Well, that's and not what we can dangle over their head. I think that's the real problem the Democrats would have. Democrat Party is who's black. You know, that that's that's the conversation they don't want to have. You mean because Barack Obama <laughs> actually doesn't get any of this? <laughs> you know, that would be kind of weird. And it upsets their base because yeah, yeah. now it's like, oh, you did something for them. But like I said, more so, this will free people from the racial paradigm that they operate in to say, okay, boog- the boogeyman's over there. He's going to get you. Yeah. you no, know, Republicans over there. He's going to get you. Now it becomes, okay, we atoned. Now, like, okay, who has the best policies? And that's that's a very that's a lose lose for them because it's like okay we gave you the money and now we got to compete like <laughs> what what is this you know what we should want something fair I don't I don't understand like, yeah, yeah. this is bad for business trying to give you something fair so well I back um, you on the atonement I love it and, and people respond very well when I say it's about atonement forget the money everyone can agree on the money it's atonement I'm like yeah you know we need to do that if we just do that and I'll write a check myself this all my buddies say this it's like I, yeah that makes sense. It makes nothing but and, the, and well, these like are six. conservatives and many Republicans. So you know, I don't know what base they're all worried about, but they're chicken shit, really. And, and when we speak, we speak about the 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 party leaderships that don't want to have this happen. I mean, people on the ground. I mean, they have different varying uh, views, one way or the other. But I, for I, the most part, the parties is like eh, we don't really. We rather just duke it out the way we we we've been doing business for you know. I'd love to hear from our Jewish producers what their communities would be thinking if there was atonement and a big check a la uh, uh, the germans for the jews mm-hmm. i'd be interested to know what the, what the, what the vibe is if they th- if they could say oh that's good for them too or they're going to say well it's a lot of money i don't know <laughs> or it's not comparable or i don't know i've been curious i have no idea i should ask some of my friends i would love to hear any feedback yeah, but now too. we got now we got to go back to south carolina yeah and this is another voter and he and they give their grade we traveled east along i-26 to the city of orangeburg where tradition has it the road to the white house for democrats cuts through you initially backed bill de blasio yeah. for president have you been happy with what you've seen from joe biden so far i have been very happy he's presidential <laughs> He has given us someone to look up to and say, this is our leader, he and his family. Mayor Michael Butler, the first black mayor in Orangeburg history, calls Biden a savior. We needed somebody to take us through the Red Sea. And we understood that he would he would he would be the one that take us across. Is there anything that's disappointed you so far? Anything you might kind of give him a little nudge? I would just give him a little nudge nudge about the borders that, you know, you know, uh, you know, just be mindful of 
the rules at the border. But in the shadow of the city's monument to Confederate war dead, John C. Calhoun, Butler praised Biden for his decency. I would just tell him, President Biden, continue to do what you're doing, build on principles and things that we've stood for and make America become greater. Ah, I wonder how this uh, voter feels now. No, but this is after the election. Two, this yeah, like, this just is two like, months, two months after the election. Yeah, two two months after yeah. the election, and this, I have to be careful because the old the older people, I get it. The closer they were to actual state sponsored segregation and racism, I get it. So they're the most fearful, and and this is I, I want to explain this one more time how the Democrats run their game. In my opinion, they. Act as the wall between the racist Republicans, and this is the thing. Like, if if you wanted us to get out of the way, you had to deal with those racist Republicans over over there, right? And you know what they're about. If if you heard his lingo, he said Joe Biden was a savior, <laughs> and that he guided us through the Red Sea, and that's him allusion to saying Joe Biden was Moses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> Well, I don't know who this guy was. He sounded like uh He's he's the mayor of a small town in South Carolina. He, that was the mayor. That was the mayor. <laughs> well, he got the programming. Another black man. Now mm-hmm. we we're two for two on this one clip. Now Jeez. you couldn't find a black man <laughs> Is <there> any, <laughs> before two. <laughs> anything any any anyone who has something to say about it that we would like? What's that? Well, I don't know. I mean, do you have any any examples? Of what? Uh, of uh, of any of these voters uh, two months afterwards saying, well, this is no good. We can already see it coming down Broadway. Well, let's go to number 11. As we pulled into historic downtown Charleston, we passed Mother Emanuel AME Church, where in 2015, a white supremacist shot and killed nine people at a Bible study. Days before our visit, the U.S. House passed a bill to close the so-called Charleston background check loophole. When they were checking... Um, uh, Dylan Roos record, they had just a lot more days than my wife would have still been here. Reverend Anthony Thompson's wife, Myra, was murdered by Roof, who was able to obtain a gun after a delay in his background check. Reverend Thompson and his son, Anthony Thompson Jr., have been pleading with Republicans to join with President Biden to strengthen the law. One day, it could be your family. It could be your child. It could be your wife. It could be your best friend. You know, you just don't know how I feel until it happens to you. So why wait for it to happen to you or anybody close to you before you decide you're going to do something about it? The Thompsons say they have deep faith in Biden to bridge political divides, both deeply moved by his compassion after the Charleston massacre and commitment to keeping his word. When we talk about criminal justice reform, you know, I think these are areas that are important to particularly the African-American community, the black community, because we have been impacted by these things. And so for him coming out already addressing those issues, I think that's very important and it it speaks to his leadership. Oh, yeah, that's the term we got to look out for, criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Mm-hmm. So that, but that means that can mean anything, of course. Because if if you hear it from through their ears, that means are oh, you going to fix what's the problem with the police? And yep. from pro uh, law enforcement, that's going to be oh, you're going to fix the problem with how police are perceived. Yeah, and you know, saying how ill ill equipped they are. So it's a, it's a nifty little term that they're floating out there, but 
even this guy, his wife was killed in uh in the church shooting from by Dylan Roof. Mm-hmm. And that was back I think 2014, 15. I think so. I'm, I'm it's, it's it's getting a little fuzzy, but Obama did nothing. No. Obama, we had a black quote unquote black. I mean, very loose with that term. Um, <laughs> uh, president then, and you couldn't get any movement on this bill. And now you think Biden's going to do it for you? <laughs> it, it's it's and, and it's once again. Hey, we haven't lost faith. Faith. We need to start having faith in politicians. They're not deities. No, they work for us. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. But you hear how they speak. It's just like, oh, you know, my wife was killed, and you know, but I still have faith he's going to do something for us. Well, I, but, it, but the thing sad. is, this is so much of the world is like this. It doesn't matter what you talk about. They they just trust and believe, and no matter what the evidence is against it. Because they're not listening to podcasts. That's the problem. That, 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 you say that in jest, but that's it's true. Seriously, yeah. it's ser- if you hear this stream of just information of, uh, you know, everything's going to be all right, everything's better, yep. uh, the, the Savior's here, you know, we don't need to worry about anything. And the crazy thing about it, Strom Thurmond was from South Carolina, who Joe Biden used to pile up with. Yep. And these people don't, I mean, pile around with. So it's, it's do y'all not was, know what's going on? And, and I want to make it very clear. These people that they picked wasn't just reg, regular people off the street. These were people that were in uh, yeah, commu- Biden. Community um, leaders as well. Community leaders, and they were in these uh, town halls asking Biden questions. Mm-hmm. So when did people, random people they picked out this, uh, the street? Right. These are people that are supposed to be political, politically knowledgeable. Well, they are. And they're they're doing exactly what the Democrat Party wants them to do. Yes. That's, exact, that's exactly right. And we can go ahead and wrap up with this set with uh, part five. Faith that doesn't that is not accompanied by action is dead and biden faith is certainly not dead you asked president biden about that yeah i did you know my question is what is your faith and how would you use your faith and making decisions for our nation. Have you seen faith from him so far? He just passed the uh, $1.9 trillion stimulus bill into law, and that's going to do what? That's that's faith, because he's answering, providing the needs of the people, yeah. Behind Reverend Thompson's church, a place of reflection, a memorial garden constructed by the community in memory of Myra. It's here, Thompson says, he reflects on divisions in America and the need for forgiveness. People are trying to find a, a, a way to get peace from their burdens, and they just don't know how to do it, what to do it. They think anger is going to be the thing to do it, revenge is going to be the thing to do it, but it never happens. It just get worse. You know, we, as people, as a nation, you know, have to get past all the things that happened in the past, you know, like slavery. You know, like racism, discrimination, segregation. A prayer that forgiveness and healing will begin in our families and take hold in our politics. I mean, forgiveness? Yes. Mm. You know what what really... (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. No, this is this thing where we forget, (laughs) and and I brought this up with the shooting cases that we covered. Immediately, we forgive. We forgive. And I, and, I, and I get it. I mean, maybe these people are better people than me. But if Joe Biden had promised me we were going to take care of this bill, you're saying that would have protected my wife. And it's a kind of hypothetical. But I mean, if 
if this bill was in place, it would, your wife wouldn't be dead kind of scenarios. I would hold you to that. And until you've done that for me, until I've seen it done, I will hold you accountable because you made a promise to me. But mm-hmm. this thing of we have to forgive and we have to look past and it's kind of like they're kind of giving Joe Biden a, well, we know who he is. Let's forgive him. Well, see, and, it's the exact opposite. Work out, work it's the exact, what I'm hearing is the exact opposite of what you're saying is atonement. Mm-hmm. And that it's the then the opposite is nah just forgive him, right? Because it's it's politically um, advantageous. Yeah. What always makes me sad, Mo, is and of course I learned from you. We know that uh, one of the propaganda methods of choice is through the pastors, through the reverends. Yes. It kind of has a double whammy effect because at the same time, particularly when you're talking about faith, it destroys faith in the church because people do figure it out. You know, not everybody stays programmed all the time, but when people say, hey, hold on a second, this pat, my pastor or reverend sold me a bill of goods, that destroys faith in faith. Yes, which just, I'm glad you brought that up because it just takes us back to the clip of the church becoming a black lives matter uh yeah. communist headquarters yeah i mean yeah. like how, how now you're replacing faith with you know saying the, the the religion of communism yeah gosh so evil and, and and it destroys people's will it destroys their you know the one thing we, we shouldn't have faith in men and then for a man of faith to try to put the faith in men is even more troubling yeah and that that's an excellent point. Yeah, you you're yes, exactly. It's like, wow, this he's not your new demigod. You know, it's like, no. But that's how these old voters, and I don't mean old voters, I'm saying by age, but people that's so baked into the system, and it's, it could be young people that they've yeah. just been in the voting process, but they've been in it for a long time, and it's just this is how it goes, you know. One step is better than no step. Right. And, and and it's very and, and this is when they start taking trinkets and tokens and oh we had a black we we had a black vice president you know and oh uh, and we're gonna get a black you know a black Supreme Court justice I mean that's that's progress right and and for a grown man in the first clip to say he gives us somebody to look up to oh it was the second clip I forget which one but the mayor yeah he uh, was like this yeah. gives this gives us something to someone to look up to you are grown you are past the grown man you're on the other side of grown. And you're looking up to another man, and this right. is what these young men are looking at. I mean, I talk to these young men. I mean, I'm talking about twenty. Or I mean, mid to uh, mid to late twenties, early thirties, and they find it just as disgusting, if not more, than I do. Because it's like, listen to these these defeated. I'm I'm just saying, I'm not. It's not about age. It's about are you defeated or not? And they sound so defeated yeah. and don't have any fight in them left. And that's why you see so many people becoming uh, open to looking at the other side, and mm. and the Republicans slash conservatives know that that's not a, that that was a reason why Tucker put that in his seg- segment right before the uh, State of the Union. Uh, he said a lot of black men. He said that I didn't say that, and then he even divided it by gender as well. So, do you think that, he, that that's political of uh, of Tucker to be doing? Yes, very. Yeah, it seems that way too. This is a problem I have with him. Well, I don't, I don't see it as a problem because that what that shows is 
it's an old guard and new guard situation going on in the Republican Party. And I think you're speaking to this, that forget what we've been doing. We need to, you know, rethink our strategy. How do we get to, you know, the 100, 270 uh, electoral, uh, electoral college votes? Mm-hmm. And, and being that, it's every, the Republicans understand the power of the negative vote. And it's not lost on me either. A black person staying home is a win for them. Yeah. Because they look at it as, oh, you would have, if you would have voted, you would have voted democratically. Right. I mean, for the Democrats. So they're looking at like, well, we can keep you home at least by feeding you factual information, but puts the Democrats in a bad light. That works for us. But if they can flip you, that's a, that's a plus two in their column. So they know like, wow, we can start. I mean, you saw the numbers for Trump last election. Black women were up. Black men were up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's and with men, you gotta look at it. Is if that man's married, he could bring you plus four. Because say if they flip me for say instance, I didn't vote. I mean, say if I was a Democratic voter, yeah, and me and my me and my wife voted for Democrats, right? And I say, you know, honey, you know, look, Joe Biden didn't really do anything for us, you know, that kind of thing. And we go two off the board for the Democrats. Right. And don't and didn't go two for the Republicans. That's plus four. Yeah. That's political calculus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not mad at it, but me hearing that and his opening, I mean, his uh speech before the State of the Union lets me know that they're they're switching up their um their strategy. Yeah. And but they have to come correct. I mean, this you don't get any freebies <laughs> just because the Democrats suck either. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's 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 tangibles. Uh yeah, so, we'll see. Um I have no great hope. Oh well, I got something later for you. So okay. We, 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 all right, all right. Okay. I'm, I'm always always ready to be surprised and delighted. All right. So now we uh the the blowback is not only on Biden, it's also uh, causing the divide between the uh, black voters and lawmakers. While many activists voiced their displeasure with President Biden's Atlanta trip to address voting rights, several black Democratic leaders accompanied the president to lend their support. The Biden administration's handling of voting rights has seemingly created a wedge between the two sides, a wedge that could produce the con- dire consequences for Democrats in the upcoming elections. In the past mm. few days, black legislators have had to balance supporting Biden's efforts while not making disparaging remarks about activists frustrations over the Biden administration's lack of progress on voting rights. Congressional Black Caucus Chair Representative George Beatty rejected the notion that the president's trip to Atlanta was more about symbolism than substance. What I don't agree with is that this is a photo op. This is taking some of the most powerful members who have been standing up for voting rights now. If we were only going to Atlanta and that was it. But we have a commitment from the president of the United States that he is about change. He is about voting rights. But was Biden's delayed public endorsement of eliminating the filibuster enough to chill the frustrations of voting rights advocates and justify the unrelenting support Biden has received from black lawmakers. Now, hold on a second. Uh-huh. Is there a single black American who thinks that voting rights will will help them in any way? Are they really buying into this nonsense? This buys into the fear. Once again, if, if you don't vote for us, those dirty, racist, nasty Republicans is going to have you taking and paying poll taxes and 
during literacy tests at the poll again. Get in line now. Right, but but uh, is there no reading of the of the simple proposed legislation? It's I- fear. Fear. They, it's the lizard brain. Mm-hmm. They're activating your lizard brain yeah. of if you don't vote for us, you know what can come. Right. So that's uh, just, that's just, that's, that's just triggering the trauma that's deep, deep, deep. At the same time to say we had the highest turnout, you know what I'm saying, in history. Yeah. That's, that's what they told us happened in Georgia. At the same time, <laughs> when, when I know. voter suppression I know. is at I the just, that's, that's your cognitive dissonance. That's exactly what that is. It's thick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, it's, it's so thick. But it's, it's very thick. <laughs> but it's based, it's based in a place of fear. Of that's why they keep bringing up lynching and George Floyd is the need. This is the need. What I forgot how Biden put it. We were saying basically that that illusion that uh, you know this is the knee on the neck of all of you. Mm. I'm the only man that can fix it. I'm, I'm right. your great savior. Right. I, I'm right. here to restore right. the soul of the nation. That kind of thing. It, it's 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 that that he's tapping into. And once again, going back to older shows. Joe Biden knows black people. For good, he's hung out with corn pop. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah, he, yeah, that's right. What am I saying? Of course. So he knows the time, and like he and he knows the ones in his age range and political dealings. He doesn't understand this new group that's out here mm-hmm. that was, you know, under ADOS. Now it's kind of shifting to FBA. Um, due to some. I'm, and even that, once you once they once ADOS did that, that I'm not crapping on them, but I just gotta be honest. Once they did that political move of Russian, well, bots. you know, we're gonna no, no that vote down ballot. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, it was it it was all good. You know, what I'm saying it was we're not voting. We don't see any tangibles. We're not voting. And then here you come with this vote down ballot thing that kind of tarnished their name. It's it's a very um. What's the word I'm looking for? Calculated? Stringent. It's a very stringent requirement to meet the litmus test for these people that are tangibles or nothing. And I'm cl- uh, including me. If yeah. you give any inclination, <laughs> any inclination that you will fold to the Democratic Party, you're done. You're run, You're rendered null and void. That's how stringent it is. So that tarnished their name. So that yeah. the, 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 the movement is kind of you know, harnessing, you know, a different uh, name or a different identity. It's the same people. Now, that hashtag is what really had the power, just right. like MAGA. Right. I mean, you hear the same thing with MAGA. It's like, we'll move we'll move on past Trump. You know, when, you talk, when Trump was trying to push the, 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 the jab, mm-hmm. it was like, boo, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Anything, it's, it's, it's amazing because it's two sides that are looking at this, this political system and say you don't really serve us you don't really work from us work for us and you say it on the conservative side to rhinos mm-hmm. and you're saying it from the democratic side or the the i'll just speak i'll just speak more specifically for you saying quote-unquote black people that you don't have anything in store for us so i don't come looking for, at looking for me in november mm-hmm. you know it's, that's the kind of thing but I just want to point out there's some interesting things going on uh, in, in this landscape. 
And I, I'm, I'm just going to bring it up first. But before we do, we had to go back. This is about Steve Bannon. And this oh. is a throwback clip from show 59. And this is him speaking on the American dream and how he grew up. The Bell, you know, the, the, my grandfather and father, I think the only two guys in the history of the Bell system to be both 50-year employees. My grandfather worked there 50 years as a lineman and a PBX guy, and my dad was 50 years, started in the sewer pulling cable and worked for 50 years. So the father and son worked 50 years for the phone company. So you had these big institutions. You know, I was fortunate enough to be raised in a in a great time in America, right, the 50s and 60s. and and But he believed in these big institutions, the Catholic church um the the phone company uh, and these were you know permanent fixtures in your life and it's kind of that stability like i came from a a neighborhood that was a little bit tough but it was not like it was a very solid great background as i go throughout the world and meet these very wealthy people i deal with all the time and see their kids the greatest thing you can give a kid is that kind of basic core loving family that's there and rock solid so the family the church the community, uh, the phone company, these are institutions. And so the institutions are are everything. It's a very institutional life when you think about it, and quite hierarchical. But it's, uh, it's, it gives you a set framework that you can... You can you can grow and be you know get to be an adult and and, and there's a real sense of um, you know something that's solid there something that's real. What I like about our show and I I listen in the car a lot to um, urban radio and all this on Sirius XM. Mm-hmm. They would never play a clip of Steve Bannon unless it's like here's an evil white man to listen to. <laughs> right i really i really appreciate it it's like you get it from the whole spectrum you know and it's not everyone is because it's just as racist you know it's, i hear a lot i hear a lot on on uh, on urban what is it what is the channel there's two channels our urban one or something like that yeah I think. but I, I, I don't know but i, I mean I, I hear i hear a lot of real racist stuff it's like come on man like you know everybody can be in this conversation and the real racist part of it is to say that quote unquote black people can't hear this information because you know they might be tricked. That's that's the real thing. Like Truly. we have to buffer it. We have to buffer them from the real yeah, information. Truly. And it's not only black people that's this done for. We saw this with the whole coof thing. Yep. That we can't give them the real numbers because they might misinterpret it. The, the wrong and way. that was worldwide germany did that all kinds of countries did. oh no we can't give you the numbers because you know you, you conspiracy theorists will run with it and you, you won't understand <laughs> shut up slave and that's what you're hearing you're saying the the absence of a variety of ideas but the problem is now with the independent media and with you're know, saying platforms where you can hear different you can go on youtube or just different alt platforms and google things and hear um differing uh, uh a variety of opinions and what steve bannett here it it it's, it resonates with young specifically black men because all they want is a family yeah these last four years when trump was going was here money was a flowing credit was a flowing you know say me personally i made the most money i ever made in my life in those four years mm. And and then it start. It's like as soon as it changes, it's like you're fired. What you're a, out of a job. What a difference you know, a day makes, huh? Wow. Yeah. No, just so put that in perspective. And he, like he said, they grew up in a tough, rough community. Um, that's kind of what um, black people want. They want their own. Uh, we don't want forced integration. I think that's a that's a very antiquated idea. 
of course, you know what I'm saying we're open to integrate with anybody. I mean, look at this podcast. We yeah. choose to talk to each other. It's not like somebody said, let's just throw two people together and see what happened. Like a social no, no, that, experiment. That was the uh, Barack Obama, Bruce Springsteen project. And that's, 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 why beat, that's why we, <laughs> we beat, beat them the, to a pulp. <laughs> it's over. Get out of my, get out of my, my wake here. Ah. Sorry, Boston Barry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Boston Barry. The Boston. <laughs> hey, it's the Boston Barry show, everybody. How you doing? So, so that's, that's the ideal thing that these young men want. And these yeah. men there are listening to what the Republicans have to offer is like, hmm, I remember four years ago, like I said, money was plentiful. Uh, I mm. bought my house in those four years. I mean, a lot of great things happened in those four years. And it's like, I don't care who the people are, as long as we're seeing results. Sure. You know, Ness, this leads me to this new term I've ta- heard cropping up. And this is Steve Bannon. He goes on Jason Whitlock's show. Ooh. And he rolls out this new term, inclusive nationalism. Inclusive nationalism and this kind of expansionary populism is the political wave of the future. And it's something that the cultural left cannot cannot stop. Inclusive nationalism. I I love that phrase. I I love that thought is that, you know, we've kind of demonized nationalism and I think it's wrong. And and I love what you're is this something you see the Republican Party talking about? Like, hey, we want to be inclusive in our nationalism. I, I, I just love that phrase. The Republican Party as the party? No, you don't. But you see in the MAGA movement, the America First, and place like War Room. And, and we understand, because we study deeply what the left's doing, the thing they fear the most, and a lot of their writers will tell you this, is when people understand that populism and nationalism can be and must be inclusive. And, and you're seeing this take place. You're seeing this in the Rio Grande Valley. You're seeing this in South Texas. You're seeing them on the Hispanic vote that Trump did so well in 2020, and we're doing better today. Have you heard this term? No, and another the other term was expansive populism. I like that one too. No, I've I've heard neither of these. <laughs> so they, they're rolling it out. Hmm. They 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 go on, uh, and, and I think Whitlock is on Blaze, which is owned by uh, or ran, I know at least ran by um, Glenn, Glenn Beck. Beck. Glenn Beck, yeah. I I just which, I just uh, met him yesterday. And and the thing about Glenn Beck was he was saying a lot of truth on Fox with that chalkboard. But that's, that's like we got to get you off TV. It's like, well, that's you, that's interesting. You bring that up because we talked about that. I said, I got to tell you, and we talked about it on the interview. I said, I got to tell you, I loved it when you were on Fox because we just sit there and go, "All right, when does he get to Soros? We know it ends with Soros." And then we also spoke specifically about MoFax on the show really? yesterday. Of course, yeah. Um, I don't remember. Uh, remember exactly how it came uh no it was actually it was about the core the core uh principle of this show mm. malcolm's words and, and bringing up malcolm there's there was the black nationalism yes. and that was the more of let's build within our own let's build you know not being exclusive mm-hmm. that's not that that's not the point of it but if this is our country um we need to have and you're saying national nationalistic views of Sure. Uh, what this nation can do for us. Well, well nationalism has, has been given an, uh, a nasty stench by the media they, and by... They started with us. I mean, that, that, was, right. that was almost a terroristic term when, the, when Malcolm was using it. Um, Good point. But, Good yeah. point. Yeah. 
You're always first. Stop being first. <laughs> I would. I would have. Hey, you would love not to be first. I know. I know. I know. I know. But but what it does is it, it, it hard. It battle readies us for you know whatever is to come. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a healthy cynicism. You know. Mm-hmm. Ah, well, you know. I mean, that's why we can say these things and laugh about these things. But by, by the way, just before I forget, Beck mm-hmm. is an ally, man. Beck is an well, ally. To, to take it from me, this guy—he's a good guy. I really—I—I I was impressed by him. The fact that he gave uh, Whitlock, you know, uh, his not gave him Whitlock earned his platform, but he gave he allowed him to have creative control. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you're the boss, you know, what I'm saying you had to uh, allow people creative control if it's not your own. Yeah. But I mean, what him and Uncle Jimmy does over there is some very uh, things that could be seen as problematic but he give I mean and i know whitlock probably would sign a deal that he didn't have that because that's why he left mainstream media in the yes, first place right. is to have his own freedom mm-hmm. and you know he went a couple different places and, and i think he found the best fit and he has one of the best uh shows going right now and uh and he has a lot of interest he gives platform to a lot of varying uh uh voices and a lot of uh interesting voices so yeah. Yeah. Big ups to Whitlock for that and um, for what he's doing. And you wouldn't have heard this conversation anywhere else that we, uh, what we're hearing here. And this is part two. You're starting to see it. The Rasmussen poll. Look, if the Rasmussen poll is correct and 33% of African-Americans will vote for a generic Republican right now versus a Democrat, American politics changes forever. Th- that's the power of the African-American community as far as voting goes. Okay, this is a tectonic plate shift, Jason, potentially greater than 1932. And we have to be inclusive because nationalism is inclusive. Remember, nationalism doesn't care about you. And populism doesn't care about your race. It doesn't care about your ethnicity. It doesn't care about your religion. It doesn't care about your sexual preference. It cares about one thing. Are you an American citizen? As an American citizen, we understand you have obligations to serve in the military, to pay your taxes, okay? But American citizenship has to have some premium value, and right now it doesn't. The deplorables, the working class of this country, essentially pay the taxes, and they also keep the country going as far as the military goes, and also what Burke called the underpinnings of civic society, coaching the little <coughs> Building the churches, going to the Kiwanis Club, everything that is America, the self-organizing entity that is America, it's on the shoulders of the deplorables. Uh, interesting. He, I wish he hadn't brought in deplorables because that that makes it so political again. Um, you know what's interesting is that uh, I've been following and talking with a lot of uh, young men, twenty eight to thirty five. I'd say 90% are white, uh, and these are the Bitcoiners, and mm-hmm. and I because I'm very worried about you know the, the nationalism not being a term you can use and it being all you know all kind of toward, incredibly politicized. But there's they have a nationalism, and it's interesting because I was watching a, a a YouTube video the other day, and um, someone who's one of the OG Bitcoiners was talking about Bitcoin being America 2.0. And everything I'm seeing from uh, the food intelligence movement with connecting ranchers to uh, directly to stores and or customers, um, Bitcoin seems to be some kind of common thing uh, that is worth looking at time and time again because it's, it's a bonding agent somehow. 
And so to be a nationalist, we might want to consider saying we want to be America 2.0, but we want to, we have to change something very fundamental. And honestly, of all the shows we've done, at the root of it, at the root of the problem is money. And it's the and it's the way the central banks operate and how the Federal Reserve specifically in America operates. And I believe that is actually the root of all problems. Yes. And and that if you can start to flatten that, you know, or you know what I'm saying, leveling out the distribution or the or the the difference disparity. Mm-hmm. Then these people become closer and closer, and I—I I was warning of this. You are pushing these people into the same corner. Yeah. <laughs> when we look yeah. at Canada, yeah. it's like, hmm, <laughs> that looks very familiar. Uh, uh, I know, and, and the way that you know they uh, try to hijack their, their send their means of transferring funds and yeah, destabilize, block their and, bank and, accounts flat out, just blocks them. And, and I would say to this that Crazy. that's how you protest. You have to make. I, I'm I'm a big supporter of protesting. I'm not for rioting because I think that does more harm to your group than good. I don't think it's beneficial at all. Mm-hmm. But to make people uncomfortable, hey, we see those horns blocking yeah. uh, bridges. Yeah. It, it, like, look, I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but <laughs> 20, 30 cars at an airport going around and around and around can make a lot of disruption. To, to, me, make, you know, to me personally, I, I've come up with a different strategy mm-hmm. because I think it's, you know, and I think luckily we didn't see any trucks drive to DC or anything like that. I, I'm, I'm kind of against that because you're going to get roused. It's going to be another January 6th. You'll be called names. My plan was this. And I talked about it on no agenda. I said, we should just, and, and we can, we can abuse the, the, the Rona for this. Look, you know what? You were right. You were right. Elites of the world. You were right about the Rona. We didn't follow the science. We didn't listen to you. We, we were not really good. So we are going to make amends here, and we are going to follow the science. We're going to jump ahead of everything a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to have Worship Science Week next week. And mm-hmm. during Worship Science Week, because we worship the science, <laughs> we are going to uh, not drive our trucks at all because we don't want to you know, heat up the earth over 1.5 degrees centigrade. Uh, so we're not, and we, actually we're going to do a special promotion. It'll be a worship science week for New York. We're going to start there. Uh, mm-hmm. so New York, uh, you know, you will just not have any, uh, um, you will not have uh, any trucks driving for you. And if you're hungry, just remember it's science and that's, and that's what we should ho- be doing. And, and the pilots should be doing it. And, and, you know, and you're not allowed to call for a general strike in the United States. It's literally mm-hmm. against the law. But I think Worship Science Week, because it's coming anyway, it's, this stuff, is this, this is just the tip of the iceberg in my mind that the, the uh, elites, the Illuminati, the Boule, evil itself has in store for us. And that's the point I was trying to make, and you just highlighted even more that you have to get innovative in how you turn the system against itself. Yes. You know, you, you don't want me to do something. Okay. And what I was saying about the airport and the cars. You don't have to stop. You don't have to obstruct traffic, but just 20, 50, 100 cars. You know what I'm saying? You go off the exit ramp, you make sure they're gassed up, and you just keep riding around the loop, right. the airport loop. You're not causing any trouble. You know, you're not as far as, you know, uh, obstructing traffic or anything like that, but it's a big inconvenience. And people are going to miss their, <laughs> people are going to miss their flights. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, okay, now do you see me? Now do you hear me? And that's the thing is like, we have to exercise power where we have it. 
and not this wishing yeah. of, oh, I wish I had omnipotent power so yeah. I could do something. And, no, also, and to- also, don't fund their banks. If you're in Chase, take it out. Go to a credit union. Take I, it I out. only bank with credit unions. Yeah, of course. I only bank with credit unions. Of course. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the point of what I was saying in Canada, that not more their techniques, but how they say, you know what? We're going to operate with inside the law. And every time they change the law, they adjust it to make sure they were still inside the law. Yeah. But it was just very uh, 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 troubling for, for, you know, for the everyday citizen. And that put pressure on the government. Yeah. And that and that's how these things work. Um, and I just go back to the deplorable thing. I think that was said just following Steve Bannon's work. He understand. I think he said that to throw it in. Like so, when you hear that term with this inclusive nationalism, yeah, you're supposed to the, look up. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> or this is this is kind of it. Kind of uh, takes the potency out of it. Ah, okay. By marrying ah, it with inclusive yes. nationalism. Uh, yeah. Very good point. Yeah, got it. He's always aware of his. Cr- I mean, I, I he's, think he's smart. Very yeah, smart, he's a he's smart very, dude. <laughs> he's smart, very dude. smart dude. Yeah. Especially when you hear him speaking these town hall means he's a lot of stuff he was saying. And one would start with your checkbook. <laughs> that's yep. that's the first yeah. thing you have to do is when you want to, you know, saying bring about change, you got to start with your checkbook, you yep. know, and funding politicians and funding movements. So, uh, I guess we can go ahead and get to seventeen now. What we have to do now is have a nationalism that is inclusive, inclusive of American citizens, that you get a special deal because you have all these obligations. And the special deal is we're not going to flood the zone with foreign labor to to decrease your labor. We're not going to continue to print money to devalue your dollars. We're not going to sit there and have policies allow a concentration of wealth to the detriment of you that you're paying for. Because remember, all the deficits are paid for by the working class. Inclusive nationalism and this kind of expansionary populism is the political wave of the future. And it's something that the cultural left cannot cannot stop. And once you get the economic policies right for the minority community, which is really simple, it's not socialism, it's the opposite. It's a piece of the action. It's better wages because we have a more restrictive labor force. It's better wages because you have better training and opportunities, right? It's, it's, it's ownership and actually a carry, you have a carried interest in America. Not just the hedge fund guys have a carried interest in a fund. You as a citizen have a carried interest. You have an economic participation in the growth of this economy. How do you interpret that, Mo? Uh, a piece of the action. <laughs> Cha-ching. That, that's, that's what we want to hear. A piece of the action. That's, he could stop there. That was, saying, that, I, I, think I, the, it, I think he actually detracted from it by then saying, hold on, let me play this again, because that was, <laughs> that was really interesting. Uh, here, what do you say here? Ownership and actually a carried, you have a carried interest. Carried interest. Mm-hmm. How do you interpret that? Uh, we're, we're invested in it. <clears throat> One thing about it, we're invested in this nation and we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we want our interest to be, you know, uh, recognized and, and grow with everybody else's. Uh, <laughs> hey, wait, listen to this. I, I want to read the definition to you because he's a banker. He's a former banker, this Bannon, okay. uh, Bannon cat. So uh, carried interest is a share of any profits that the general partners of private equity and hedge funds receive as compensation, regardless of whether they contribute any initial funds. How about that? It, 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 that's, that's how I interpreted it. That's how that you will see the proof will be in the pudding. He's saying you don't have to put anything in. You get a carried interest and you get a piece of the action for being a being a part of it. And not because you put money in it. That's interesting. And, 
And he was also speaking about this privilege of being an American because we see in New York and other places now they're trying to let anybody vote. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're letting. <laughs> right. Anybody, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you, exactly. blow the, you blow the border wide open and then you're just going to let anybody vote. Yeah. And, and what the, every one of those votes takes away from, you know, our political power. Is this still on the table? This everybody votes? Is that really happening? That was in New York. Yeah. They were saying uh, it was the last I heard. I, don't, I didn't hear it being shot down. I don't know if it went through or not, but it's still being floated about. And when you hear stuff crazy. like that, it's like, yeah, hold that's on. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's an, a direct attack on the political power yeah. that you're saying that, um, quote unquote, black people, uh, you're saying American, uh, sla- descendants of slavery specifically, because you can bring black people with quotes, pips, you're saying, <laughs> in for other places, and, and they don't have the same investment that we have in this country. Right. Right. We, we, we're, we're looking for this investment to be uh, materialized. And, and, and we're some of the most patriotic, loyal. I mean, not in the sense of like flag waving on Fourth of July, eating hot dogs. But actually, more, actually, I think I've seen that. I have seen that flag waving Fourth no, of July that too. But I'm just saying that that we we we're original investors. <laughs> we're, we're we invested blood, sweat, and tears into this thing called America, right? right. And we're not leaving, and that's the whole thing. But like, oh, leave! Why, you, know, why, you know what the real problem? My investment? You know what the real problem is. What's Sadly, that? again, I'm just going to keep hammering this. Well, if you actually had a real uh, carried interest in uh, the United States of America, you'd have a deficit. You'd, you'd be losing money. <laughs> this is this is the sad thing. It's like you get a piece of the action, but you don't actually want the ownership of the country because that's not working out too well the way it's going well, right we- now. We're already receiving that by the time every day our dollar shrinks. Yes, we're, exactly. We're, we're feeling that because a lot of our holdings <clears throat> is in cash, cash. yeah, and in potential earnings. So, yeah, you know what? I was listening to uh, uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Powell, mm-hmm. on my way down from Dallas. Not a not a question about what does inflation do to the really poor people and why. There was, you- there was nothing about that. It was, you oh, by the way, it was, uh, your it was, money's less than it was the day before. I swear to God, Mo, there was all this focus on the poor people of Ukraine and their money and how their money's going to get devalued. And how they, it's like, whoa, who are you working for? And once again, <laughs> this is why we need GBG. If we can yeah. give Ukrainian guns. Oh, another thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Look at them for te- protecting their land. Oh, but, you know, not here in America. No, we, you can't have guns. You're crazy. That's a tangible. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we have. GBG is I'm a tangible sure. we can I'm live sure. with. All right. I'm sure. Hey, I'm hey, liking this. GBG is a good one. Yeah. Because it allows us to protect ourselves. Everything I'm about is putting the power in my hands to saying have control of my destiny. I don't want anybody to figure it out for me. But, you know, I'm about, this is a currency I have. My vote is a currency. GBG for, to exchange it. GBG for the newcomers is Give Blacks Guns. This is a uh, MoFax yeah. with Adam Curry promotion. We've been uh, been, been running for a, quite a while now. <laughs> if you can give it to Ukraine, or the Ukraine and their citizens, I'm sure you got some, you know, saying, some crates sitting around here somewhere that, you know, saying, could protect people in their neighborhoods where they feel victimized. Yeah, yeah. I know. We, we literally, we, America, literally gave them guns. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's hilarious. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap up with uh, Bandit Part Four. 
Once those policies become clear, we are two-thirds of the nation. We're 70% of the nation. That's why I tell people on the right, why are you sitting there saying insurrection, civil war? Forget that we could break the country up, go in different directions. We control the country. We just have to understand we control the country. And that's what this great awakening is about. And you're seeing it now in the elites. And by the way, the Ivy League elites, they all think the same. What you see on cable TV most of the time is pro wrestling. It's not the thing itself. And this is why I really admire Royce, who gets down to so many core, core basic issues. But inclusive nationalism will be two-thirds to 70% of the, of, of, the, of the voting population. And once that starts to hit the polls this November, you're going to see a changed America. And that's why I keep telling people we're going through very turbulent times. But the sunlit uplands are just ahead of us. We just got to keep working. Wow. That's it's a very interesting. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting uh, uh, narrative he's pushing, or uh, I want to say agenda, but this political idea of inclusive nationalism it works because one, it the inclusive kind of uh, neutralizes national nationalism, and the term they're seeing now is white nationalism or white supremacy or or you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like no, it's inclusive. And and what is inclusive is what he said is that you know everybody gets a piece of the action. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see when Forty Five Savage starts using this term because to me, Bannon is clearly working for Trump twenty twenty four now. Yes, clearly, and he and he's got his head on straight. This is a very smart move, very smart. And I think you know it's and just to add one more part part to this. What really ruined the Democrats was the Ice Cube thing. Yeah, that wait to the election no, is it over. Yeah. That got so much visibility, <laughs> even to the. Where's Cube now, man? Is he standing up and jumping around, or has he been silenced? I mean, he he has to, he has to know his place. You know, what I'm saying? in high, and when one operates still in Hollywood, if you, mean, you right. had to be willing to leave Hollywood, but the fact when he did that, and the Democrats said, "Wait until after the election." That really put a <laughs> put them in a bad position because it's like okay, it's after the election. What do you have for us? And yeah, but, have that, but has that come? I don't. I, I don't. Has that moment come? Hey, where, what do you have for us? Is or is that just the aggregate of every, everything <laughs> we're hearing? Okay, yeah. This is what what it did was that put it put it on front street for even. It became a meme. It became a, a trending story. Right. So now everybody's looking where people that kind of would turn off after the election is over, like deactivate, like we always talk about, they get activated and then they deactivate. Now it's like, hold on, you said after election. So let's wait and see what's going to happen. And then you get the state of the union. You don't even get mentioned. Whoops. Um, <laughs> so, who is so stupid in there? They're dumb. I, I, I don't, I, I don't. Maybe I don't, they've given up, Mo. Maybe they're like, all right, this is a wash. We can't do anything. Man, we'll just arrest them all. I think their plan is to roll out a lot of black male leadership. Uh, oh my I'm starting goodness. to see. I'm starting to see. Like I said, that's what I made the point of when they were talking to the South Carolinians. Yeah. They talked to four black men. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Including one black lives matter leader. It's, it's, they, they understand too, that we need to get some black male leadership. This, uh, radical feminism, black lives matter, destroying the, the, the male, uh, the heterosexual male image is a bad look, but they can't go full fledged because they're in a weird spot. Cause they got like, They still had to do business with the fem- the feminists. They still had to do yep. business with yep. all these different groups. 
Whereas there, you're saying the conservatives are in a position like, eh, if we can just get the guys on board. So what black, need the what, whole group. what black men do you think would take a lead position in, uh, in spreading the new message? On the Democrats? Side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have this guy out of uh, Baton Rouge. I didn't want to mention his name, but he was like, had an ad where he's smoking weed and, you know, and it's like, come on. It's like, it's so cringy. It was like the uh, booty to the polls, like 2.0. Ugh, okay. it, 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 like they, the problem is they don't have anybody on the inside advising them. That's why everything they do come off as cringe. But wait a minute. Do we have a black vice president? Do we? isn't she advising them on the inside isn't that why she's there because she knows exactly how the community works yeah she knows exactly how to lock black men up yeah (laughs) all right (laughs) oh god all right i'm gonna play this now first the white man and the black man have to be able to sit down at the same table the white man has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of that negro and the so-called negro has to feel free to speak his mind without hurting the feelings of the white man then they can bring the issues that are under the rug out on top of the table and take an intelligent approach to get the problem solved that's the only way that they'll ever do it yeah that's exactly right and the proof is in the pudding right here mofax with adam curry and we are a value for value podcast which means uh, there's no, we don't rely on commercials or advertising money of any sort or grant money, government money, any of that. There's no way to be free. Uh, for that, you need to go to the, the Boston Berry Show, which of course is not. You could have to listen to archives. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we rely on our producers, and our producers do a lot more than just uh, help us with treasure, but also time and talent. Uh, Mo, what you've been working on at the fax machine? What's happening with the Empire? Taking on new, uh, new members. Uh, we're having meetings and got some stuff. Like I said, step by step. Every time we say we need somebody, and a new person comes along and, and uh, provides that piece. And I want to I want to let people know that you can now offer your time and talent. Uh, if you go to the um, mofax dot com and click take action, that takes you to a, a uh, email f- uh, form. You fill it out, your name, your time, your talent that you can offer. And you're saying just a brief description of what you can offer. And that comes over to us and we see how we can utilize um, uh, uh, the pieces. Yeah, we, and we print out your name. We put it on a cork board and we connect pieces of string to other people with little pins. That's what we're doing. It's, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. about. I know you said in jest, but what's happening also in the fax machine is not only people help the show, but they're helping each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you do that? Cool. I do yeah. this. And it's like... Oh, well, let's start, let's start a side channel conversation. They're, they're doing their own thing, so... Hey, I, got a qu- I, got a, I just had a thought. Um, <laughs> yeah. So now uh, people are kind of congregating around the, uh, the YouTube comments. Is that where people talk the most, or where, where's, the conver- where's the most of the discussion going on? Well, you have the, I mean, social media. I mean, we have the Twitter crowd. We have a No Agenda social crowd. We have an Instagram crowd, and we have a YouTube crowd. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of... Do we need a, a mofax.social? I think we do. I think it's about that time. Hold on a second. Let me just check something very important then. I think, uh, I think it's about that time. Yeah, it's, I think it is because, you know, and for those who don't know, uh, just like noagendasocial.com. Hold on, let me just see something. Uh, mofax.social, that would be the proper way. Um, hold on a second. 
fax machine in live. He's doing it live, folks. I am. I am doing it live. Okay, let me see. I think I can register this. Hold on. Uh, I love doing this. I have I have thousands of domain names. <laughs> I really any and they come up for renewal, and I have to make that decision every year. It's like, well, I still might use that, you know, like China is asshole.com, you know, stuff like that. It's, That's a good one to hold. That's a hold. I, I, I did hold that actually. I did hold that. Mofax dot uh, social. Let me see. Uh, hold on. But yeah, that I mean that like it's just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, have yeah, you I seen the we... website, the artwork? That's all the fax machine. And people are just like, how can I help? It's so fantastic uh, to see that. And people have also been sending in treasure. And this is, uh, yeah, we got it, Mo. Let me just complete this. Boom. Mofax.social. And I will be setting up a server for that. Ha <laughs> ha. Which is, uh, and I didn't even get to, to finalize that, which is like mm-hmm. Twitter without the algos. It's very simple. And it's open source. And there's the Fediverse, which means you can have an account and you can. Uh, talk to people all across uh, different mastodons. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, and you know, and we should probably make it invite so that every okay. so everybody can create an invite for anybody mm-hmm. else, but kind of keep it. You know, open registrations become a problem because you just get oh, here's a free account I can use. You know, we want to keep it. We want to keep a little bit of family vibe to it. Yes, Fax fam. Okay, let's uh, thank some of our producers who are um, our executive producers. These, of course, are. Uh, real credits uh, that you can uh, use and put anywhere that credits are understood and accepted. And if there's any question about that, it's a real, this is a real media production. You are a real executive producer of MoFax with Adam Curry, episode 77 in this case. And we kick it off with our big baller. Baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. Ladies and gentlemen, I present the Grand Duke of the Pacific Northwest, Sir Dwayne Melanson. Whoa, this is uh, one of the Grand Dukes of the No Agenda show. Sir Dwayne Melanson comes in with $999.99. This is incredible. Should we give him a penny or not? What do you think? Yeah, uh, of course I'll give him a penny. Where where is my penny? You put your penny jar at. Did you lose it? No. Well, typically, <laughs> that's I've been using it for. I've been using it so much for this very show. Probably cost you more than it. <laughs> Probably cost you more <laughs> now. To put it in. <laughs> I can't even find the. Co- I'm gonna look. Where's my penny jar? I'll have to go look for it. I'll bring up the penny jar in a moment. Yes, of course we add a penny for him. Uh, Sir Dwayne, thank you very much. That is incredibly appreciated. Very generous of you. And here's what he says in his note. Mo, thank you for your courage. Just finished the lynching episode. So relevant. Welcome to Independence, my philosophical brother. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help up in this next phase. And he says time and talent. And uh, and I'll put that there because he gave me his number uh, to reach out uh, for anything. So uh, talent talent as well. Yeah, Grand Duke Sir Dwayne Melanson, having his number is a bit like having a gypsy ring. Hold on to that. That could get that that's that's a very he's a very resourceful man and incredibly generous and just kind. And we appreciate it. Generosity speaks for itself. Yes. (laughs) And uh, our very own Dreb Scott is incredibly generous as well. Gave us three, four, five dot six seven. Thank you so much, Dreb. Uh, and of course, Dreb Scott also does the chapters for um, for MoFax with Adam Curry. If you're using a modern podcast app, get one at newpodcastapps.com. If you don't, um, he does all that chapter work for us, and he's supporting us. So he's supporting us with time, talent, and treasure. He wants a biscuit on his birthday for Friday, March fourth. 
He says, March 4th, the only day of the year that gives a command. March 4th, keep up the great work. Uh, dread. They always give me a biscuit on my birthday. You got it, ma'am. In advance. And, and they were battling the Rona. So, uh, yes, uh, both of them. That's right. And how rude of me. I didn't ask how you're doing. So, I mean. Uh, oh, no. Thank you. I'm fine. Uh, the keeper uh, picked up the coof right after I was uh, done with it, more or less. And um, she's doing okay. This is now 12 days for her. I think she had a little bit of a brain glitch this morning. Or maybe she's just really mad at me. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she said that uh, she's feeling good. And she she looked, and this is the thing. She didn't look that, never looked that sick. That's it. Mm-hmm. Women are so much better sick than men. Oh, we, that, way better. <laughs> I have We're to, big babies I when have we get to admit, sick. I really oh. do have to admit. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have uh, person of merit. Yes. Is that we have person of merit? Is Casey Van Heel. Ah, there you go. Sustaining donor of no agenda and a Mo fanatic since episode 50. I'm desperately in need of a D dead beating. Oh, we got that for you. Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. Thank you both for all of your time and talent. So here's a little bit of treasure. I'm sending a triple X donation. This is $300. As mm-hmm. an independent comic book creator, I like Mo. I like Mo. Adored Fox's X-Men series. I spit up my coffee when Adam sadly admitted, well, we had no X-Men. This is true. <laughs> we didn't have that in uh, when I was growing up in... Uh, I don't think... We, at the, the X-Men, I don't think... When did X- X-Men start? That was in... That wasn't... That was in the... the well, the TVs? Yeah. Uh, the TV, TV show started yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, early exactly. 90s. And I, I definitely didn't have comic books. Uh, anyway, he says, so I humbly offer a triple of X's to make sad Adam happy. To the rest of you rootin' tootin' mutants, Magneto was Malcolm. So let's keep his ex alive. Casey, thank you very much. The- and, 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 I'm sitting here looking at two beautiful independent comic books he sent. Ooh, nice. As value as well. The Super Rich Season 1 and The Civil 4, which nice. are beautifully illustrated. And we might be doing something... Uh, uh, with the fax machine. Oh, really? talents and time. Yes. Oh, okay. I, mean, I want a cape. It, as a superhero, I know I'm going to be the pod father. I want a cape. I want to be able to fly. I want to be able to some cool... Just make... You just you got my back on that, right, Mo? You'll make me a cool superhero. Uh, I, I, <laughs> person of merit. All, all he wants is a cape. I That's right. We can squeeze you in the cape. The person of merit comics. Thank you. Comics. Uh, Tyler Chrisman, $200. I'm Tyler. I go by Jack States when I'm in your YouTube live streams. I'm listening to your current episode. Want to send you some funds because it's a great investment keeping you on air. Exactly. That's what this is about. I feel like I'm on more stable ground now as the mandate has been struck down and my company isn't forcing its people to vaccinate up. I'm happy for you. I want to send a check to the P.O. box you have listed, but I'm unsure if it would make it out to the name on your PayPal or if you use a business name for show funds. Let me know so I can send it your way and lose my deadbeat title. Uh, uh, Keep strong. He he, he, ended yeah, well, he says, keep strong and keep being you, Tyler. He he sent it through the P.O. box, so that happened. Okay. And I'm just going around and around with PayPal about this name change. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, bro, I, I need to get it changed. And like, so this, I had to create a whole nother LLC, but that's a whole nother story for another day. But I do have good news. We do have subscriptions now on the uh, no way. page. Yes. Oh, Terry Keller will be delighted. He'll stop donating. Yeah. 
No, he, he's he's old fashioned. He he, <laughs> old he doesn't need any uh, buttons. He likes to do it the old he likes old, old school. Way. Yes, old school subscription. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, David McNally, David I McNally, Mo and Adam. Thank you for and that's two hundred dollars from him. Thank you for continuing the process to enlighten me and many others. Mo, in some ways, you remind me of a friend who used to share uh, who used to share beer and good talk during football night with myself and a roommate. May I suggest a new book? Free Speech, A History from Socrates to Social Media by Jacob Mac... Uh, Mac uh, what would this be? Mac... Mac... Hangama? Mac... Hangama? Mac... Hangama? Mac... Hangama. This is horrible. M-C-H-A-N-G-A-M-A. His I think old, it's Hangama. Hangama. Mac... 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 Hangama. That's, what I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. it. All right. Well, his old podcast <laughs> is linked from the website freespeechhistory.com. Uh, best to Mo on the new fork in your path through life. Adam, I hope you're fully recovered. I am. Thank you very much, uh, David. Appreciate it. Um, anonymous A, thank you. $150. That's the note. We appreciate it. Uh, we have uh, Hickson Ben, $120. Hope this note gets to you as the cash app limits notes to only a few characters. You know, is this true? What's, yes. the, what's the limitation? I am not sure. So uh, this is a longer, a longer note. Oh okay. no, he actually sent. Uh, he actually sent this through the uh, through email separately. Uh, email, mm-hmm. he, but he he thankfully so he put in there email uh, and put his email address. Which cool. You know, I have this phobia of of missing out on people's uh, yeah. donations. So yeah. Yeah. it always helps. Uh, I'm gonna have to call Jack Dorsey. Man, give us some more characters. Something. <laughs> Uh, but, but at least they do on their spreadsheet. They give you the notes. Yes. PayPal still haven't figured out yet. I don't know why. <laughs> Something I wish you would opine on is how society keeps white and black men from forming lifelong friendships. I grew up with white, black, Latino, and Vietnamese kids on my street playing basketball and doing what kids do. I played sports with black friends all the way up until the end of high school. My last black friend tragically died in a drunk driving accident. After I graduated high school, the diversity in my life severely dwindled, and I feel like I was forced into a racial echo chamber of people with common backgrounds. What gives? I never set out to have all white friends. What do you think? Am I alone in this? Also, sometimes I feel like Adam plays dumb when he knows what's happening. (laughs) Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Well, maybe I'm just dumb. I'm not quite sure what he means by that. Ah... wouldn't begin to speculate what he means by that, but well, but I'll, but, I'll, think, but I'll say I'll say this: I often ask things specifically for the benefit of some dumb listeners. So I think, <laughs> I think they don't get that part of it. That you know, uh, sometimes with stuff that we know, but we have to ask. Yeah, you want to make sure that people, under, yeah, to, to get yeah. the info out because because we we talk off air too, but you got to make sure that's part of what you do with broadcasting of all forms is you have to re-explain little things gbg yes. you know it's like that kind of stuff now about uh the question the the, the real uh, the source of his uh his quest here is mm. uh friends between uh men of different colors i think that's what the inclusion uh nationalism is about yeah. is that it's all about where you're at um in your uh life and who's around you and not feeling, oh, I can't speak to this person or I can't speak to that person. And hopefully, like I said, this podcast fosters that, that it makes it less awkward or even you have something to actually talk about. Yeah. So just let it be natural, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, I'll make this one last point is I think it is harder for older 
when I say older, past school age, college age guys to make friends. Cause it's like, hey, you want to come over later and uh, uh, do something? It's kind of, it's kind of like awkward. So I think that m- plays into it as well. There's a lot of different reasons, but mm-hmm. I am definitely seeing men connecting more with other men than I've ever seen in the last twenty years. Yes, this is good. I, I, it's very good. Scott Wildblood, uh, one hundred dollars and six cents. Let's see what he has to say. Um, hi, Adam and Mo. Love listening to the show. I'm facing the same situation as Mo. My longtime employer has decided I'm no longer safe for others to be around because I refuse to get stabbed. I'm sending 133 Canadian uh, dollars, which turns out to be 100 in American dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for, uh, for some jobs, Karma. If I get a job soon, I'll send a matching donation. Thank you very much. Scott W., uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. And it just so happens we have a beautifully newly manufactured. You ain't got no jobs. <laughs> this is good, though. Where's that from? <laughs> That's what? from Martin. Is that from Martin? Everybody, yeah, everybody knows Tommy don't have no job, man. You ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Martin. I miss Martin a lot. Uh, great. I want to stop you and make sure we got uh, the note that I sent you with the cash donation. Do we want to squeeze it in now? Because I yeah. don't want to. Yes, absolutely. Disrespect and make sure he didn't get. You know, he gets his. Uh, yes. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, this is from. Hold on a second. I got it. This from Rob. I don't know if in the letter he wants to go by anything other than that, but it's from Rob. Okay. And we we hear though. So. Yeah, yeah, we okay. Let me see. I'm gonna do my Alex Jones paper rattle while you yeah. while you look it up. <laughs> Here it is, uh, Mo uh, Adam Facts fam. Please accept this small exchange of value for all of your and Adam's efforts to educate and inform. I'm a biracial black man. I find myself laughing, cringing, and nodding at every single episode. I just wanted to share how and why your work, in my opinion, is so important in this day and age. Born and raised in L.A. with parents from Alabama and Louisiana, respectively. My mama, Alabama. My daddy, Louisiana. It wasn't until I was almost 30 that I started to realize my parents reared us with country sensibilities. As my mom would say, you rear children, you raise cattle, and now I know the difference. I'm not a sheep, mm-hmm. yes. It was drilled into me at a young age that I was not white, quote, uh, pips, and that my hazel eyes and tighter than Pop's complexion was no guarantee of acceptance in either world. And it was even even though my aunt was once national president of AKA, uh, rest in peace, Dr. Mary Davis, what was AKA? That's Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated. Got it. And I was supposedly legacy at Morehouse College. It was very clear if I wanted to attend that school, I needed to embrace being only black. Darn, I could have been Sean King. (laughs) I couldn't do that, so I didn't go to Morehouse. So good for you. It was very confusing for me growing up as I was constantly torn between what I actually liked and what people around me told me I should like. Football was okay, soccer wasn't. Track was cool, but surfing and racing motorcycles was not. I finally decided to just be me after getting asked to leave a Nation of Islam meeting in junior college because I was told I was a spy. Oh, but being 6'1", 200 pounds, and the linebacker on my football team, I stood chest strong and asked who was going to make me. They rescheduled the meeting. (laughs) I went hard into the rabbit hole of eugenics in my 20s and learned all things Darwin, preservation of favored races, Cold Springs Harbor, J. Marion Sims, etc. I highly recommend the book uh, War Against the Week at waragainsttheweek.com for a good account of the movement. 
I've always felt that if more people knew that Rockefeller controlled the University of Chicago, the Chicago School of Psychology, and the South Side of Chicago were and are laboratories for these sick people. Holy crap. Sound like Baltimore. Right? I think more people would connect the dots, so I'm very appreciative of the show. We are at war, and I agree with Mo and Adam. They are coming for all of us now. You know it. Um, the enclosed T-shirt I sent Adam to John's P.O. box. Okay. I'll have to go wrangle that from him. And cash are from my I have new- mine right here, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the cash are from my new business. So I'm, I, I think he sent the T-shirt for me. Good. Um, are from my new best business venture to regain my independence, dignity, and sanity after losing my 21-year massage therapy career to COVID, Epstein, and Robert Kraft BS. Oh, yeah. I bet that hurt, too. The logo is graffiti, the oldest form of narrative decomposition under a set of headphones because while the revolution isn't televised it is being podcasted um gee describe this to me mo what does it look like it is a beautiful long long sleeve white t-shirt with a silver uh writing with large headphones and it says in it we hear though it's oh we hear though oh i like it Uh uh-huh cool yeah Excellent. Shoot me a picture of that, will you? I'm going to put it in the show uh, notes. I definitely will. Okay. Um, I hope they fit. And if anyone asks what the logo means, just lean and whisper, they tried to kill us. We're here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all you do, Rob, and we here, though. Uh, and he says, oh, P.S. Fax fam can use code friends and family, though, T-H-O, for 30% off at wehearthough.com, W-E-H-E-R-E-T-H-O, wehearthough.com. And I got $5 for the show for every purchase made using that code. Wow. Love to you and yours, Rob uh, Rob from Los Angeles. Thank you very much, Rob. That's really, really kind. stack of Lincolns, too. That's really, really kind. stack of Lincolns. Yes. Love that. Love that. Now, do we need to give him any, uh, let me give him a Mo Karma gratuitous here it is you've got mo Conner. thanks ma'am rob allen 100 dollars a birthday donation for my mom cindy Connolly. mo and adam we appreciate what you do says nicole oh so it's nicole i'm uh send it through rob thank you whoa whoa, whoa. you know what we gotta do then it's a biscuit oh so i gotta get a biscuit they always give me a biscuit on my birthday you bet william bullock 100 dollars low mo and adam episode 75 got me to i think that's i think he meant crying I, oh it got me too it got I, it I got me it got yeah. to me okay i see it got to me oh these are some emojis that came through weirdly i think uh from william we go to will two williams in a row how about mm-hmm. that william torres 100 dollars. he says thank you and god bless we appreciate that and isaac chase uh he sent a donation note to oh that's did you my get that bummer How, let me get let me grab that while you move on to the next one okay i'll, I'll uh, continue uh, yeah. SV comes in with a sack of sevens. Now, this, of course, is the show number donation, so we will have you noted as such. Donation commemorates listening to episodes 1 through 76 since fall of 2021. Can I get a woosah? You know you can. Woosah. 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 Uh, Josiah Hendrickson, 7777. GBG, stand tall. Thank you, sir. Brat, Brant Walker. 77.77 for episode 77 he says may i please request a d dead beating d uh, b dubs you bet congratulations you're no longer 
a deadbeat. Andrew Hoffman also asked for a de-deadbeating with $77.70. Congratulations. You're no longer a deadbeat. He says, I enjoyed the show and always learned something new from Mo's perspective. Thank you both for standing up for medical freedom and personal autonomy. I believe the Fax family will come through and make that tr- the make that the transition from side gig to full-time is successful. And I want to be a part of that, he says. Thank you for your courage. And thank you, Andrew. That's exactly what it will take. And we appreciate that very, very much. Um, seven, geez, this is great. 7,700 from a cult fan. There you go. Mm-hmm. This is my boy, Sir Nathan Lee. Thank you, Mo and Adam, for your essential, important Mo facts with Adam Curry. 77 comes out on the Pisces new moon. Now, he's into this stuff. This is always very interesting. He Heavy. I mean, he's... he's oh, he's way into it. Yeah, he, yeah. And, he, and he has the books and the receipts. I'm telling you. He says, the number seven might be said to be God's number. However, this requires more time than we have here. He's always good at keeping it as short as possible. Your therapy show, Get You Some Therapy shows your good intentions and abilities to make something useful your show your reflections on the topic about the matter at hand i would like to add something further to that for all humans learning sacred geometry will actually do something healing for your mind i'm keeping this super topical and quick so i'll simply point out point you in the direction of both jane 108 and robert edward grant both men are in our times leading the field and I truly hope you'll take the time to get familiar with their work. I believe in using art and fun as tools for healing as well, profoundly. So shout out to Brandon Johnson, to Joey J, and all Red 33, Red 33 mainstays. And that's it. Mo, you're staying strong in these times of tribulation. You've been hitting it with honor and a plum, and I respect that. It's inspiring to me and others, I am sure. Oh, I got to help plug I gotta help plug my business. Isn't that right? Especially if it's helpful in healing. My credentials can be found in Mike Riley's Phrenology. Besides singer and writer, amongst the few fedora-hatted suits I wear, I'm also an astrologer. I take immense care of my work from someone who thought astrology was BS. I sure learned a new attitude. If you want to have your chart done, please feel free to contact me at occultfan at Social. He's occultfan uh, or occultfan at gmail.com. I take clients on in the two weeks before and two weeks after the period of their birthday. I also remember uh, no, the No Agenda in August. Hold on a second. Uh, where am I? I? Oh, I remember the No Agenda in August where Adam told John C. I should do his chart. I should say that Adam, I should say that Adam, when late August, September comes, I'll do your chart and you can tell John how damn good it was. Okay. He's always telling me about the Leo moon and stuff. And lo and behold, man, you you, you walk outside and like, damn, that's, that's a crazy ass moon. Oh yeah, it's the Leo moon. I learned something from this guy. We have a couple more. Not very knowledgeable. Yes, a couple more associate executive producers to thank. We have Betty S with six six dot six six. No note. We appreciate it though. Prince by AG double nickels on a dime five five dot ten. C Davis with fifty three dot thirty three. Eric Hochul with fifty two. Tigard Kent fifty one dollars. Says Mo and Adam keep up the good work. Associates. Oh, that's uh, Tigard Kent Associates. I'm sorry. Didier M. Uh, $50 uh, without a note. That's fine. Nancy Tyndall says, enjoy the show. Keep up the good work. XOXO. Stephen Dew, $50. Good for you for sticking up for your principles and dignity. I've fallen behind on the show, but still on my list. Fill your tank once on me. Thank you. Sean Thorpe comes in with the trope. GBG and give Mo value. That's right. $50. Johnny Hipwell, $50. Carl Vogler says, please D deadbeat me. Congratulations. You're no longer 
a deadbeat. And thank you for sharing and thank you for repeatedly blowing my mind. Now I can't trust anyone. Yeah, you can trust us. You can trust us. As far as you can throw Only us. facts family. Only just the family. Just the fan. Jason Cooper, $50, says, I wish I had more to give right now. No, Jason, this is how value works. It's whatever you think it is worth based upon your perception, your reality of value at any given moment. That's what the beauty of it. There's no right or wrong about it as long as you're providing value somehow. Uh, thank you all for so much great content. Sincerely. Uh, and he has at, at in how, oh, it's his Mastodon address, at Eno Howard at C.im. Jason, thank you. And then our final associate executive producer, Jack, Zach Welch. I almost said Jack, maybe, maybe related. Zach Welch, $50. And he says, Mo, you were teaching my kids American history. Thank you. Yep. Not just the You're kids. Also, also teaching me. <laughs> And that's incredible. Uh, we have um, some boostograms. We're going to move those to our next uh, thank you segment. Uh, so I did send over the Isaac Chase letter if you want to get to that. I don't know if you got it, received it or not. Or I can, can go you, through it either one. Yeah, you want to go through it since I'd have yeah, to. Yeah, it says up. this is the, let me just make it larger uh, and get my glasses too. Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah, laugh. Laugh in my age. Hey, 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 I, I got glasses and hearing aids. I get to laugh. Okay. All right, this is the donation this the uh, this is the donation note to accompany my $100 donation through Cash App on February 21st, 2022. Jingles D Dead beat me and a Wild West pimp style. I don't know if we got that. I I know what it is. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so it said more Adam love the show and admire both of you for your testicular fortitude. Thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask Mo if he has an opinion on why Vlad TV gets such great guest money, uh, even though uh, he right. usually universally seems as a culture vulture and asks such slimy questions of his guests. And what I mean by money is if you're on Vlad, it increases your profile and it ends up bringing you the guest money in some kind of way, not from Vlad. Ah. Um, it says, I love watching his guests, but he clearly exports many racial issues and industry beefs just for clicks and that's kind of yeah what not him per se but what we we're talking about before with the uh the uh drill rappers yep it was that kind of thing where it, uh the industry beefs they do it on a smaller level um the smaller youtubers do it uh it says uh if only another interviewer who actually understood the guests and the issues uh could come on the scene to interview the same guests with respect and deep cultural knowledge hint hint Hey, I would love to do it. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, also, uh, just wanted to ask for a shout out for my firearms training company, Guns for Everyone. Hey, sounds like GBG to that me. That sounds like uh, it to me. <laughs> uh, and it says we have been offering free concealed carry like our classes in Colorado for a decade, and firmly agree with GBG uh, with the GBG initiative. See, there it is. Uh, we've had over seven thousand seventy seventy thousand students since we started wow 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 that's Seven. great that's a lot of gbg or gbe you know what yes guns for everyone um uh it says guns for com. can you please get can i, I please get a d deadbeat and a wild west pimp style sir isaac no agenda night and protector of firearms instructors congratulations you're no longer a deadbeat. Wild West pimp style. <laughs> what he wanted. Okay. Um, that's so cool. 70,000. That's yeah. 
Yesterday we went to the gun store and uh, to the the range in uh, Dallas, and it is was that one tanks and stuff. No, 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 no. This okay, is okay. no. This is um, uh, this is they said like a high end uh, gun range and store. And now Dallas is a little different uh, than the Hill Country or Austin, but I'd say the greatest football team ever. <laughs> but continue. Yeah, I'd say in the store, including people helping behind the the desk on sales and stuff, forty percent black. It was, very, it was like, wow, okay, look at this. This is good. People uh, people are awake. They know what's going on. And then this, I just got to tell the story. You can rent, you know, to shoot 250 rounds on a Gatling gun, but like a modern one. Okay. Holy crap. I didn't I didn't shoot one. Someone was shooting. We were in the range. I think my teeth are still rattling. That's what we need to get GBG. You need one of those bad boys. <laughs> that thing's amazing. Uh, all right, now we got all of our, um, our uh, execs and associate executives, and uh, and then we'll be thanking our uh, boostograms, our boosters were their notes in the second segment. Uh, you know that you can support this show by going to MoFundMe.com or going to MoFacts.com. New website, everything you know, new, it's like revamped. Mo, Mo's been working real hard on that. Make sure you check that out. And uh, consider uh, supporting us with some uh, time, talent, or treasure which you can do in real time with a modern podcast app, which I recommend you get anyway to make sure that you never are interrupted in your MoFax with Adam Curry enjoyment. Do that at uh, newpodcastops.com. Thank you again for supporting episode 77 of MoFax with Adam Curry. So now we got to get into the psychology behind um, why people may be voting or feel loyal to vote for the Democratic Party. And like, I know we laugh and, you know, joke about them and that kind of thing, but it's a serious issue there, I believe. And so we have Nilly Fuller. We've heard him many times on this show. Mm. And this is just one more uh, set of gems that he wants to drop on us. And this is uh, breaking training by coming, becoming your own leader. I don't want everything to become built around Neely Fuller. That, okay. that, that thing about that personality they call you yeah. become your own personality. That's what the book is supposed to do. Make each and every black person his or her own leader. You're no longer looking for a leader. You've, you've had leaders. You've got leaders now who have come and gone in the history books. We don't need to keep piling on leaders. I mean, and everybody's sitting back on a log because we've been trained that way to wait on the maximum leader, the final leader. We have been led, and we have been led to a thing called logic. That's what all the information that comes to us is about. So what is logic for? It's to make each and every person his or her own leader. Leader. That's correct logic. Now, how long ago was this interview done? This is... Maybe a few years ago. This is not old. Okay. I mean, he's still out here doing interviews now. Oh, yeah. I mean, so oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's very active. Uh, it's amazing how he gets the same sound with his phone on every interview. <laughs> every interview. It's, 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 every it's, single one. It's, it's consistent. It's consistent. And it, these are from different sources, but it kind of lends to uh, the folklore about him, around him. Uh, but this is the thing. If you operate with logic, and this, I think, more and more voters in general, but more specifically, we're talking about the black voter today is that it has to make sense. And a lot of things are not making sense. 
And that's why you're having a lot of people pulling away from the Democratic Party and any allegiance they have and not running straight to the Republicans. It's sitting back and it's like, okay, what do you have for us? Right. And this lends to the uh, I, thing I used to say a lot, but I haven't said in a long time. It's the school of fish, flock of birds yes, um, yes, mentality yes. of mm-hmm. we're kind of moving in the same way, but nobody's leading the, you're saying the school of fish. It's just that everybody is moving in unison and you're seeing that and it makes it harder for it to be infiltrated and, and led astray compared to a hierarchy with one main leader. I mean, when you teach a baby, the baby just don't, shouldn't, just doesn't come back to the nest, keep looking for guidance. And among animals, they kind of send out that signal. At a certain point, you are your own leader. That's what a cat will tell kittens. At a certain point, I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know. Now, that's the main thing. Get all everything that you need to know because if you don't have everything you need to know, then you're gonna have to keep coming back. It's just like you know what do they call rerun? I mean that character in one of yeah, the, yeah, right. In other words, you keep coming back to the college. You never go out. Hmm. There's some people who become. I understand. I heard this term back in the 1940s: professional students. Well, we're all students because you're always supposed to be learning. But you're supposed to be able to learn something and hold on to it and be able to stand on your own two feet. And get him on the on the lost tapes. <laughs> Bro, that would be a dream. Why not? Why not? <laughs> you're, somebody, mo, you're Mo effing facts, brother. Why not? And it's, it's funny you say that because somebody reached out to me. I won't say their name. and said they uh, were good friends with him. So, yeah, maybe it'll happen. I, I would love to have that conversation with him because... He's logic based, and I'm a logic based person, I'll and yeah. that's the that's the freedom of if you can show your work and say, okay, that makes sense, this makes sense, then it's not any spells or magic or things that we're seeing in politics oh, now. I'm sorry, that's what it was. Uh-huh. Ye- yesterday on Glenn Beck, I said these are spells, and and I, and I said it twice. I think he says you've mentioned this. I'm going to do Glenn. Beck. You've mentioned this. You've used this word spells. What do you mean by that? I said, I, I got this from my, from my man, Mo. <laughs> we do this show together. And he, uh, he taught me and, you know, and I said, uh, about the, the your pastor background and said, you know, this is spells, it's words, it's what people use and they're impactful. Like NLP, it's real stuff. That's yeah, how, that's and, how we got and, to and it. Yes. And you see the result of it mm-hmm. as in the South Carolina voter clips yes. that they're looking for the word savior. I would never, ever. How about this? The, the spell, the, the today's modern political spell creates cognitive dissonance. I, I, I'll buy that. Yeah. That's kind but of what it is. But it's nothing new though. That's no, I know. It's I know. But new, yeah. It's just so prevalent and it's so insanely right in front of our nose now. But also the fact that we have alternate avenues of information, it yeah. can point this out. Before it would be everything was siloed, yeah, and you couldn't get it out to uh, like there, there was no way to say there was cognitive diss- dissonance. Like the uh, Rob from We're Here, though, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. he's saying that with podcasting and independent media, not only can it highlight it, it can mock it. Yep. We can make memes about it in the meme stream media yeah. <laughs> uh, and in, on your social feed. So now it's, I don't think they can counterbalance it yet. It, th- it throws them off. But Nilly Fuller made one point of coming back to this house 
you know, to be taken care of. And that lent me to go back to uh, our latest that we played it is 72, but we played it throughout the whole, I mean, several times throughout the life of the show. And this is Malcolm X. And he's talking about the house Negro and the field Negro. And I just want to illustrate that. Pay attention to what the house Negro logic was. Back during slavery, when black people like me talked to the slaves, they didn't kill them. They sent some old house Negro along behind him to undo what he said. You have to read the history of slavery to understand this. There were two kinds of Negroes. There was that old house Negro and the field Negro. And the house Negro always looked out for his master. When the field Negroes got too much out of line, he held them back in check. He put them back on the plantation. The house Negro could afford to do that because he lived better than the field Negro. He ate better, he dressed better, and he lived in a better house. He lived right up next to his master in the attic or the basement. He ate the same food his master ate and wore his same clothes. And he could talk just like his master. Master, good diction. And he loved his master more than his master loved himself. That's why he didn't want his master hurt. If the master got sick, he'd say, what's the matter, boss? We sick. When the master's house caught a fire, he'd try and put the fire out. He didn't want his master's house burned. He never wanted his master's property threatened. And he was more defensive of it than the master was. That was the house Negro. So the point I want to illustrate with this is that that what Charlemagne was talking about. I was, I was, I I did not want to come out. I did not want to come out of the, out of that clip saying, because I know what a white man is not, oh, it's not a good look if I'm saying Charlemagne's a house Negro. But I hear that clip. I'm like, dude, he's talking about Charlemagne. And it's not the point that he it's the way he operates is that he says in there that he even highlighted that it's going to be a lot of people come out even after this 2020 election. Yeah. And you didn't get nothing out of it. They're going to still still, still vote. Still vote yes. like you're, you're on your, yeah. uh, your uh, democracy depends upon yeah. it. Well, it does. So you know, it's, it. it's under threat. Democracy, as we know, it is about to go away. We know that, don't you, Mo? Right. And that, but he... He's even getting frustrated with it because he understands, like, this is getting heavy for me to carry. Yeah. You know, um, to tell people to keep going to vote, you got to give him something tangible because he knows he has his ear to the ground. You know, I mean, he understands what's going on, but it's it's that good still. It's for the better. It's for the good. It's yeah. the end, <laughs> yeah. And how they come around and protect Joe Biden and yeah. say, you know, whatever he says, they'll they'll make they'll defend it. Yeah. And, and this is that mindset of you know they, they're going to protect their master, and it's a, it's a political master, and but that's why the boule has the finer things in life. That's why they have the money and the uh, economic uh, and social status that they have, because they, they're going to protect the Democratic Party and the, and their politicians at all costs. I found the penny jar. Thank you. <laughs> that was troubling me. That we <laughs> me too. Do. Me too. I didn't like it. All right. And that's what they got for their vote as well. You want to give them another one? No, I'm just going switch you up. <laughs> um, so we got this final clip with Neely Fuller, and he's going to make an interesting claim about culture. Birds do that. Bees do that. The birds don't keep coming back to the same nest that they were raised in. Saying, where's mama? Yeah, where's papa? Yeah, that's but true. black people are trained to do that. Mm-hmm. Where 
which way did the white folks go? I mean, because I don't know nothing. I'm helpless. I mean, why can't they stop this killing here? We don't know how to stop killing each other. Why don't some white folks come here? And when the white folks come here, why is it that they kill so many of us? And the white supremacists say, well, I don't kill as many of you on a daily basis as you kill each other. Mm. How about that? But we say, yeah, but you kill some of us and you're supposed to know better. All right, well, what is it that we're supposed to know? When we can't spend 10 minutes alone without going at each other's throats. Correct. And there's a reason for that. And we've been taught to do that. That's why we got to break training. Black culture, as it is now, is absolutely worthless. Oof. I didn't say that. No. Millie Fuller said that. But he makes a great point that we have a higher expectation for people outside the group than people within the group towards each other. And I always made this point of we need to challenge each other where it needs to be some, become so taboo for a black person to kill another black person. When somebody else does it, it would be such a such an event. Yeah. Such a, you know, such such in stark contrast to how we are. But the fact that we do it to each other, and I understand why. I mean, like it's it's that it's the social programming. <sighs> And I'm like I said, I'm not giving anybody excuses, but I mean, just understanding why, like I said about the the drill rap, right? I understand why those you know saying <clears throat> those young boy pl- take um take you know calculated risk and maybe uncalculated risk to say, well, this is when you get in the mindset of this is my only way out yeah. of the yeah. you know the the mindset of downward thinking, it, it, you can rationalize that. So I get it. It's but so sad, that- Mo. This is such a sad development. I had no idea until you told me a couple shows ago. I'm like, what is this? But that's the only way out. I mean, <sighs> but you see this. I don't want to make it exclusive to black people because you see it was a thing called backyard wrestling. Mm. I don't know if you remember that or not. <laughs> uh, no. And it was like these like rural white kids and white young adults, men, and they would jump off the roof. Um, yeah, and, and like just crazy stunt. You see some of this mentality in the X Games where you get on a sp- skateboard and you go down a hundred foot incline. It's all for the gain. It's it's yeah. the same mentality of yeah. it's risk versus reward. And if you look at it through that lens, it makes sense because it's like, well, I have no other prospects, but it's due to the downward thinking and the yeah. limited thinking that's presented to them from a very young age. Yeah. So Ugh. now we got to go. You no, no, I was just going to. No, that, oh, another, another example was, uh, uh, what was that called? What was it called? It was a guy that used to do pranks to each other. Uh, Jackass. MTV. Yes. Mm-hmm. The same mentality. I mean, yeah. this crazy yeah. stuff yeah. they would yeah. do to each other for money. And that would generate down to, uh, wannabes. Yeah. You know, it's a whole, it became a whole thing where, like, uh, between the X games, you had guys knocking their teeth out, breaking their arms, yeah. trying to skate down rails. It's the same mentality. So we don't want to pathologize these young men because it's a, well, it's a risk that I take, you know, that I play this deadly game, but on the other side of it could be large monetary, um, gain. So I don't, I don't take it away from them, but I'll say that the fact that we need to stop harming each other and having a higher expectation on the people on the outside than we do for ourselves. No kidding. So, 
And but that's that goes to show you that our culture doesn't mean anything like Nene Fuller says. And to support that and really to explain how culture needs to be, you know, saying created and the purpose of it is this is Dr. Amos Wilson and this is from a throwback show from show thirty. Looking at the question what is culture? Horton and, and, and Hunt said from life, from their life experiences, a group develops a set of rules and procedures for meeting their needs. The set of rules and procedures together with a supporting set of ideas and values is called a culture. To a great extent, you see a culture involves a, a, a set of rules and a procedure for meeting needs. And this is the thing we have to keep in mind. You don't have a culture just to have a culture. And you don't claim a culture just because it's a culture or just because it's African. The ultimate thing that culture must do is solve problems. That's why people evolve a culture. That's why culture comes into existence as a way of what? Solving problems and meeting needs. That's why, at a certain point, when a culture no longer meets the needs of a people or solves the problem confronting a people, yeah. that culture must be transformed. Yeah. <clears throat> there we go. So, if the culture is not solving problems, <clears throat> then it's antiquated and need to be done away with. And I think that's what's been burgeoning over the life of this show. Yeah. Um, this is how, once again, this is how we met because you heard the culture changing of people, ADOS, foundational black lineage, pulling away from this ubiquitous uh, blackness. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what does that mean? What does black mean? And it's like, well, we need to separate ourselves politically, not, I'm saying not, not so much culturally or how we deal with people, but it's like when it comes to political matters, we need to separate ourselves to have our own independent claim. Yeah. And that frustrated a lot of people. So that means that goes to show you that people don't want you to really solve your own problems. And they'll actually be um uh roadblocks for this. Yeah. So um mm. yeah. <clears throat> I'm still not really positive, Mo. <laughs> you got to work me a little more. No, no, it, 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 no, it is positive because yeah. what you're seeing is the new culture being form, formed. Yeah, but that's right that's, a very, that's a very dangerous thing when new cultures are formed. You know, all kinds of things can happen with this. <clears throat> How so? Oh, influences come in, weird things. I don't know. It just seem, it just seems vulnerable. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. But now you go back to Nelly Fuller, and that's why I stacked these clips up the way I did. Right. If if the culture's built around logic, things that make sense, it's not about what leaders are saying. You no, can't. I know, you but, can't the cognitive, that. but the cognitive dissonance is. It, I mean, you've seen it for the past two years. Mm-hmm. People seeing the obvious opposite of what they believe. But that's the point. It's that they don't give the real forming culture as as to be expected. You're not going to give it a platform. So what I'm saying is that the group is getting sm- the group that's pushing this political narrative is getting smaller and smaller yeah, and smaller yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point where they lost all influence. Where Biden couldn't even get people to go with him to Atlanta, right? When he was going to do that, I mean, <laughs> nobody wanted to stand on that stage with him, and that was that was 
a parallel Big to deal. when George Bush, nobody yeah. wanted him to yeah. come campaign for him. Yeah, right, like, right. No, 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 no stay away, George. It's all good. It's all good, brother. So out of that became the MAGA and Tea Party and all these different iterations, but it got to the point where they got a political um, candidate elected. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, is this how this starts? But we have to form it around logic, things that make sense and things that solve problems. That's why, like I said, once again, this is why I stack this clips up. If you become your own leader and your judgment should be based off of if it's logical or not, not emotional, not silly stuff, as Neely Fuller said, is it lot? Does it make right, sense? Makes sense. And, and, and you, it's only one right answer. And this, I think this is why they want to make math racist. Oh, of course, because it's logical and you can't you can't break the logic of, of numbers and math, but just call it racist. Yes. And this is why they want to hijack the term science, because science was about proving things. You know, does this is this work? Does this is it repeatable? You know, um, you only have one variable in the scientific process. These kind of things they want to get away from us and like be super emotional. How do you feel? And you heard these grown men from the previous generations talk about how they felt and oh, I'm scared. And you hear this a lot. It's very disgusting when you hear people say, oh, I'm scared and I'm fearful. Or when people project it on you, like, were you scared? Were you afraid? Like, no, I wasn't right. afraid. Why would I be afraid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. GBG, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever, whatever happens, happens. And that's why they want to keep us away from guns. Yes. Away of course. from financial independence, away from all these things that could definitely solve our problems because they always want to sell us the dream of solving, solving our problems for us. There's nothing sacred about holding a culture in the face of, you know, new, new events and new changes. Unless, of course, you are free to do that if you're willing also to accept suicide or death. <laughs> and you have that right to that choice. You know, I tell people, you know, we have the right to say, look, we are going to hold on to this culture, even if it kills us. But we should be what? Very conscious of our decision. We should not be holding on to it out of a misunderstanding of what culture is supposed to do. Ultimately, culture is supposed to solve problems and to meet the needs of the people. And a culture then has to be measured against those standards. Yes, sir. And if you're holding on to something that's not solving your problems and you're getting the same input and the same results that's not solving your problems, that's a form of insanity. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's the definition of insanity. The, exactly. And just to prove that we've been doing the same thing since Malcolm X days, I think we've had him state these points before, <laughs> but not in this exact speech. And this is when we come to, you know, uh, blacks being used as a political football. In this crooked game of power politics here in America, the Negro, namely the race problem, integration, civil rights issue, are all nothing but tools used by the whites who call themselves liberals against another group of whites who call themselves conservatives, either to get into power or to retain power. Among whites here in America, the political teams are no longer divided into Democrats and Republicans. The whites who are now struggling for control of the American political throne are divided into liberal and conservative camps. 
the white liberals from both parties cross party lines to work together toward the same goal. And white conservatives from both parties do likewise. The white liberal differs from the white conservative only in one way. The liberal is more deceitful, <laughs> more hypocritical than the conservative. Wow. What makes you think that uh, people will learn this time around, Mo, <laughs> when you hear this? Information. Okay, good point. Like, I, yeah, I, good point. I don't, I, I don't, I, and I had this conversation with several friends of mine that I don't, I'm going to say it this way. Don't underestimate the power of information that's being spread around yeah. through memes through you no know, short you know videos through pointing out hypocrisy uh when you can say well look at this and compare this to this and it's like well if i'm a logical person well one what it does one or two things either it makes you a logical person because she's like oh that makes sense or it makes you be identified as an illogical person and people separating themselves from you mm. and, and that's what we're seeing on a grander scale is this with pootie tang it's like a lot of people um, on both sides of the aisle are either for this or against it. It's not It's not a Correct. political party thing. In fact, AOC um, and Bernie Sanders uh, say we should leave NATO. I mean, that's Donald Trump talk. This is these are interesting times. And you hear people like uh, Joy Reid yeah. back in the president yeah. Yeah. On, uh, and, and the war machine. Um, yeah. When it, when it, we we have other stuff we got to be doing, yeah. it's like I get it, I understand. You know, you want to you know push back on Pooty, but it's like, man, hey, it, that now is not the time. We got we in a country where bridges is falling down, um, education is at all time low. People are eating junk. People are eating people. I mean, bath salts. I mean, right. All kind of stuff. We're in. I'll say it again. We are in demolition man times. Yeah, it's not hyperbole. It's it's it. You see people coming in the stores and ransacking. We've basically laid, made shoplifting legal. What what? And you're worried about Putin? Yeah. No, no, no. That, well, as I, as, I, point of, as I would say, this is a psyop. This, all of it's a psyop. We've been psyop for decades now. But it's backfiring now because people can get screenshots of people with cardboard guns and, yeah, yeah. and point true. out that people have airsoft rifles. and. But the mainstream is push, including Fox, is pushing so hard for this. And they're doing only trauma-based entertainment of think of the humans, think of the human element, oh, the suffering, oh, the... You know, there's no more suffering in the world, by the way, Mo. Just say Baltimore, no one's suffering. Ukraine is where the suffering is. And that glints to the hypocrisy, which makes it easier to say, how can, here's one meme. How do you care about the border in Ukraine, yeah, but our border is wide open? Yeah. Well, that's the exactly. That kind of, yep. Well, you can point that out and put those two things beside each other. <laughs> and on a, on a social media post, mm-hmm. your logic has to kick in. Or if, if you don't get that, if you don't understand that, You're lost. then it's like, you know what? I need to separate myself from you. And it's going to be a lot of pulling away mm. of the old uh, alliances. And it's going to be, like you said, with AOC and Bernie, San- uh, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. 
it, you see them. It's it's starting to pull at the threads because no longer can AOC play this. You know, she can't play the middle. The, the middle defense is going to become so uncomfortable that you can't ride it anymore. Right. And that's where I'm optimistic at because now it's like, oh, now we can vote on topics or even in public opinion. If it's not voting, it's, I can speak on this and say, I'm not with us going to Russia and risking World War Three. Are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's, it's, it's an incredible unifier. Now, I have a very good relationship with both my stepdaughters, but I sent, mm-hmm. I sent one of my stepdaughters an article about AOC and Bernie, and she works for the, uh, the local DSA, Democratic Socialists of America. Mm-hmm. And I said, will you look at this? I agree with Bernie and AOC. She's like, well, hey, now, how about this? <laughs> we were both kind of surprised by it. And what that does is bring you to the table, like yep. Malcolm says, bring us That's to the right. table. That's right. It's these different, you know, uh, conversations, but now it's across the gender divide. Yeah. I mean, excuse me, across the generational a divide. Generational divide, exactly. That's a big you know one. And you see the conversation between men and women uh, starting to be had like, yes. you know what? We, we actually need each other. That's like Curry and, and the Keeper. It, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> anything that it can cause unity and yeah. you can build around that is a yeah. good thing so i'm not going to doom out at all but let's go ahead and get into this final clip from uh, uh malcolm x both want power but the white liberal is the one who has perfected the art of posing as the negro's friend and benefactor and by winning the friendship and support of the negro the white liberal is able to use the negro as a pawn or a weapon in this political football game that is constantly raging between the white liberals and the white conservatives. The American Negro is nothing but a political football and the white liberals control this ball through tricks or tokenism, false promises of integration and civil rights. In this game of deceiving and using the American Negro, the white liberals have complete cooperation of the Negro civil rights leader who sell our people out for a few crumbs of token recognition, token gains, token progress. Wow, man. What year was this? I would say early 60s. 60s. I'm, I'm not, no, I don't know exactly the um, date for wow. the speech. Wow, but, wow, wow. But in the information age, the fact that we can go pull this clip yes, up that's, that's and play it, it now. That's it. <laughs> Before you had to walk around with a tape recorder like, hey, I want you to hear something. You, s- it's like- <laughs> you said something about 10 minutes ago. You said the meme stream. Did you say meme stream? Yes, the meme stream media. It, that's the, that's the your social media feed. Because I, I registered meme stream dot energy. Uh-huh. I got that one. I don't meme stream dot me, meme stream media. Let me see if... Uh... I'm just on a tear today, Mo. I mean, these no, I'm, but, I'm I'm helping with the with the memeing. We got to get this stuff going. We need some cool domain names. It's that's the power when you can present information in a quick, digestible chunk where it inspires thought. That's like these clips. These clips are a form of a meme because yes. people that may not feel comfortable sharing the content just yet with people because they don't know which way they're gonna go. They're like, hey, let, hey I, I get this all the time. Hey. What show did you use this clip in? Can you send that to me? And I'll just send them over to the archives. Uh, it's like, you know, send the show and they go and get the clip. And a lot of times they'll come back and say that that worked. Like you said with the uh, with your daughter with uh, 
uh, AOC and, yep, my and Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got memestreammedia.org. That's a pretty good one. There we go. All right, we got it. But but that's that is the power. That's how people receive their news now. And and scroll when they scroll, it's like okay, meme got it, and they can't block it. They cannot figure out a way to. No, the AI doesn't understand it. There's no way to do it. It's uh, especially with pictures. That's that's the only thing human we got left. But um, and humor, humor, mocking, mocking is very important. Very important, very powerful, and it's a good release where you don't harbor these feelings. It's like let me laugh at it, get it out right of my on. system, and yeah. then keep on moving. Yeah, right on. Uh, so I guess we that wraps up that block, and I guess we need to thank some more people. I like brand new money. I just I don't want any money around me. Is not. I'd almost rather have a a new one than a brand than an old twenty. Now, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? But there's something about new money that excites you. You like hundred dollar bills. Oh, yeah. I like oh. new money, too. Oh. Most beautiful thing on earth is a $100 bill. I haven't seen a woman as good looking as a $100 bill. There's something about a $100 bill that excites you. Well, not just a $100 bill, but we love new money. when it's, It is the new money, which is Bitcoin. Uh, we're going to thank some more supporters here. I'm uh, going to do our booster grammars first. Now, you can do this. It's a direct way into, uh, into the FaxFam vaults. And you'll want to get one of these because when we start doing the live streaming stuff through Podcasting 2.0, this will be your way to do the open source, uncancelable super chats. That's the best way to explain it. So um, we're highlighting these and uh, we're going to give you the numbers in Satoshis, currently about uh, 2,200 Satoshis to the dollar. And we start off the bat with thanking Sir Dwayne Melanson. He was our big baller today. He made sure to uh, to boost us with 1,000 sats. We got uh, Juho Emily uh, with a, a row of ducks, 2222. We got Fightless Birds with 33. We got Kas Peeland with 3,300. And he says, wow, what a show. Thanks. Uh, Brian of London says, Whoopi effed up because she woke. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> said, she said, uh, Brian of London is our, uh, our resident uh, uh, royal Jew. He's in Israel, so he, has, uh, he got the receipts for this one. Um, okay. Whoopi fucked up because she woke. Uh, she said race. She spoke about king skin color. The woke changed the definition of racism to include power and perceived power has screwed all of this up. When lefty Jews got a huge fright when confronted with with what this change means for them. Hmm. Yes, that, he, that, 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 that was the point I was saying. That's exactly lumped, right. Yeah, she lumped them in with regular white folks, and you can't do that because now it. We start to say, you know, white is it includes them, and I got mixed reviews on that. Even that topic of being white, not being white, it was fascinating. It was very fascinating. To oh yeah, no, we 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 learn a lot from the producers here too. And Brian yeah. sends a follow up note because we were talking about Jews, and there's Jews in Israel, and there's Jew American Jews, Jewish Americans, however you want to mention it. And he says uh, his preferred term, which we pay attention to. If you would prefer to be called a certain way, I'm happy to do that. Red Sea Pedestrian. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you very much, Sir Brian of London. 50 sats from Alex on Fountain. We got Sir Doug with 40 for 100. Great episode, he says. Sir Steve boosts us with 500. Chad Farrow, 10,000 sats. Always boosting his heart out. Another great episode. Sir Doug, another 4,400 with boost. Uh, Jordan Harding with 10,000. Thank you, Jordan, using the Fountain app. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, Forged Foe, 
potluck. Love is lit. Thanks, guys. Uh, 5555, 3333, again from Chad Farrow. And another 3333 from Chad Farrow. It says, man, these clips from the viewer like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> Get used to them, Chad. And he boosted another uh, 3333s and 333s. And we appreciate all of these people using a new and modern podcast app, which gives you all the cool features, including the links, including the... Um, the chapters, uh, including the transcript, is really handy if you're looking for something. I use it all the time. I think it was this episode. Let's check this episode. Pop open the transcript. You can search for something. You can link to that directly. It's the way to go. Newpodcastapps.com. Pick one up. And you mean to tell me, before you continue on, and you mean to tell me you're pessimistic after saying all of that, I that think, we can share that kind of information that I, easily? I, no, no, I'm... I'm we need more I people. Know, I know. I, I, it, it feels like a race to me where I'm out promoting it to get people on it as much as possible. And please understand mm-hmm. why we're doing it. So um, I'm optimistic. Of course, I'm a I'm a I'm a boomer. I'm a boomer optimist. I'm also realist. I just want everyone to be good. You're a Bob, a Bitcoin <laughs> optimistic boomer. There you go, a Bob. <laughs> Uh, let's thank the rest of our producers who came in with some support for us. Eric P. with $40. Sam Smock, who says, that's uh, Mo touching the third rail, 3633. Uh, Doug Dodge, 3333. Love the show. Sending value for value. Dodge Gaskill, 3333. How about that? Doug Dodge and then Dodge. Dodge Gaskill. I know. Gaskill. I know. The second weird one we've gotten. This is random number <laughs> theory. Alejandro Alocer, Alocer, thanks Mo and Adam, 3333. Brandon S. with 3044. Matthew Medina with 30. Donata Dillard, $25. I prefer Earl Husper, Hustler to Deadbeat. Lol. <laughs> we only have the Deadbeat. Uh, Michael Zavala, uh, 2222. Wish I could give more to the future podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Mo, from Lavish. Matthew Leans, $2222. Sophisticated Ignorance, $21. Tell my girl where you at. Where you at? Match me. Or tell my girl where you at. Or tell my girl where you at. Match oh, yeah. me. It's a, now it's, I get it. I, I, that's, that's a beef. I ain't going to say that. It's a beef. Who. I got it. I got it's, it's it a, now. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I just think we, it's we a, have to start having boost beef. It's a, uh, I mean, like, that's gonna, that's really going to be. Boost beef. Oh, I like that. Boost beefs. Uh, I can't wait. Look at, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. Merlin, uh, give us a lost tape donation with $20. Andrea Jackson, 20 Psych EL. Or L20. Eric Runkle. Hey, here's my January and February producership. Sorry for being late, but I mathed really poorly. Anyway, uh, keep being you. Also, since Adam will read anything for money, cheese and crackers, Mo. I love beans. What is this supposed to mean? $12. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Keith Robinson with 11. Vincent F. with 10.10. Thank you. James Davis. Can't afford to contribute much right now. That's fine, James. Thank you for contributing anything. It's appreciated. He continues, you and my, your family are in my prayers. The work you do is valuable and appreciated. Craig Scott with 10. Monique Eckert with 10. Jeremy Cavanaugh, 10. Thank you. Maui Goods. Yo, cuz. Ice-T was the first Joe Rogan. Cop killer. Remember Bush and Quayle tried sacking him. Please explain how the former Portland police commissioner and now Philadelphia commissioner still has a job when 15 to 24 black kids are killing each other at record levels. Why does, why not? Does the not, why does the black community come out against uh, their own here against her uh, or their own well this is kind of what we're talking about isn't it yes and this is w- when you start to put that out front it's it's very it's very hard to ignore it. yeah exactly 
Uh, Maui Goods, thank you very much. Uh, James C. was seven fifty. Mark Asher, loving the show, $7.18. Curtis Thomas with five. James Hawley with five. And wants uh, some Mo Karma. We can do that for you, no problem. You've got Mo Karma. F. Hempel with $5 says, not fair value. Yeah, it is. If that's what you could you could give us, that's fair value. Yarbrough, five. Uh, Joshua Goodson, monthly subscription. Mo Karma, please. GBG, yeah, we got you. <laughs> You've got Mo Karma. And there he is. He'll be very proud of you, uh, Mo. Terry, the human subscription Keller with his $4.11. And he uh, sent two for this week. He says, oh, I got a note. Darn, this is the best episode. Keep it up. This is why I broke my human subscription record and doubled it up. So you can't do that with regular subscriptions. We love you, Mm-mm. Terry. And winding out the whole pack is W. Shambliss with three forty nine, And we appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting uh, Mofax with Adam Curry, please consider doing it again, getting a subscription, doing as much as you can. We have multiple places you can do that. Just go to mofundme.com, M-O-U-F-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, or check out uh, the changes, cool stuff that's happening at Mo, uh, mofax.com. And again, thank you for supporting us with your time, talents, and treasure for episode number 77. And I need to clarify one thing for uh, Donata. She said, I prefer ear hustle to deadbeat. Yes. So all, for, all your ear hustling deadbeats out there, you know who you are. Uh, you know what to do. What is it? And I did receive. What is this ear, ear hustling? Hustle? Like ear, e- eavesdropping, basically. Oh. Yeah. You said, yeah. So that's ear hustling deadbeat. So, uh, and I did receive some more value in the form of a book and some t shirts. Nice. From Derek Burke. So I appreciate that as well. I always like to thank people when. I feel like a kid coming from the post office with all these. Packages. Oh, it's always like Christmas. I love going to the PO box. Like, look at all this cool <laughs> stuff. I know. Uh, let's see. So now I, I brought up the, the, uh, term I want to introduce with it actually two and they're connected, but we've always talked about trauma based entertainment, right? Yes, we mentioned it on is, the show. Yeah, for sure. And, and this is how they recondition you of the fear. Like this, these slave movies uh, are, or during Jim Crow type movies to keep black people mentally in their place. So the, this is Dr. Christine Cort, Cortez, I think is how I pronounce uh, it. Cort, Cortoy, probably. Cortoy, excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, and this is uh, on trauma bonding. I've just um, did a, done a review of trauma bonding, and it's exactly that. It's something negative can happen with a, such a significant person, and it creates a bond with that person at the same time that it's a negative bonding, but it's still bondedness, and it's really hard to break away from that because of the attachment dynamics that are so complicated. And so on one hand, I think as therapists, we have to acknowledge the, I mean, we have to be very clear about acknowledging the bond with the person, but to not say that the behavior was okay Mm-hmm. And really make that distinction, mm-hmm. um, and so that they can start seeing it. At least with the population that I work with, very often they're from families that are, uh, and they they look good on the outside, but they don't function well, as we're talking about. And I find that adds another insult to injury, and that it makes it that much more difficult to sort of get get to that because they, you know, they they're so 
they're still loyal to the family and the family representation rather than loyal to themselves. So the differentiation that you're talking about is also um, differ differentiating and making your making it clear, beginning to make it clear to yourself that you don't have, have to uphold that image anymore, nor do you have to play out the message that you got. Well, this is a very interesting term. Mm -hmm. Is she uh, Ados? No, I can't tell. I can't tell by listening to her. She's white. Yes, mm -hmm. and she's just speaking more in family terms. But if you take replace family with party, oh yeah, it's the same mentality that on the outside, if you just listen to the rhetoric and what's on the mainstream media, you would think that Democrats love black people <laughs> and they're doing everything they can for them. But it's it's a very toxic relationship, and you know, black Democratic voters feel like they have to uphold this image of it's all good and you know they actually love us but it's actually a very uh, like i said toxic toxic pairing and it's based off of trauma where did you have uh, come across her uh youtube oh the youtubes i'm gonna miss it's, it's, i'm gonna miss it when it blows up well we'll, we'll replace it <laughs> i'm gonna miss it when we bankrupt youtube <laughs> we will have to replace it yeah. yeah, we had to archive it somewhere. It's, uh, I got it. It was still one of the best inventions ever. Too bad that's just owned by a bunch of dicks. But this is what it plays against them because you can go pluck out information like this. This is true, and and then you know talk about it and say, okay, you see the trauma bonding. You see the you know everything she said is spot on. Yeah. That it looks good on the outside, but it's very toxic on the inside. And you don't up, have to uphold this image. And the image is black people vote for Democrats. That's yeah. the image. And it's becoming less and less taboo every day. It would it would just be easier to come out as gay than become out as a Republican. And I, that's not a joke. No. It was it's far more acceptable, you know. In, However, in if you're if you're re, if you're a Republican and you come out as gay, you're in trouble. No points for you. No, because they counsel each other out. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it does. <laughs> that's acceptable, but that yeah. other thing is no, like, you know, no, you're yeah, that can't that can't work. But another term for uh, trauma bonding is actually Stockholm syndrome, and this is Ooh. another. I mean, this is a term we're more familiar. Yes, with. Yes, we've talked about it for sure. So what we want to do now is uh, walk through these. Like, first, they're going to explain uh, Stockholm syndrome, and then the following clips is going to give the traits of a person suffering from Stockholm syndrome. And we're going to see if it lines up or not. So let's get into 30 and this explanation of Stockholm syndrome. Hey, everybody. Today, I want to talk about the Stockholm syndrome, also known as trauma bonding, and why this is important if you have been in a narcissistically abusive relationship or what to look out for when you suspect that someone that you know is in one of these relationships. The Stockholm syndrome came from a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden, where they found that the people who were captured ended up developing empathy and a sense of almost like wanting to defend their abuser, falling in love with their abuser, with their captor in this situation. And you can see how this applies to narcissistic abuse, to so many different situations, but in particular, narcissistic abuse. Why? Yeah, this is good. This is good to go through this. All right. So I want to go back to T.I. and Charlemagne for a minute. Both of those men sold drugs in the time period that the 94 crime bill was active. 
and they still couldn't bring themselves to say Joe Biden was a bad person. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it's it's just that this was your adversary in in the drug trade, and not once it's you don't turn away from. <laughs> it's not like they turned away from the culture of drug dealing and that kind of thing because that the music is just saturated with mm-hmm. it. So then it turned away from that, but then it's like okay, then wouldn't Joe Biden still be the the, the ops for lack of a better word? And it's like, no, no, he's a good person. He just got some bad stuff with him. This shows that Stockholm Syndrome, a.k.a. trauma bonding, that I can't say anything bad. And and it's not really, the real power of it is not that you're going to, you know, uh, identify the problem with the person. It's that who am I now if I'm separated from my group? Yeah. And that's Joe Biden understood that in his cloudy moments, <laughs> he perked up and said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. He was saying you will be uh, shunned, ostracized, excommunicated from the community if you don't do what I say do. And they go out and they protect him. If this is not the clearest case of Stockholm Syndrome, I don't know what you call it. Why? Well, Stockholm Syndrome has four criteria. The first one being there's a perceived threat to your life where the victim feels like the abuser or the captor could in fact kill them. And this might be a physiological, a physical threat. They feel that they're actually going to die. They're going to kill their body. It might be a psychological threat. They might just fear that they're going to die. It might be a sense of like soul death where they're destroying your soul or a sense of identity theft where they are destroying your entire sense of self. Oof, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You ain't black. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't that's I didn't realize that Stockholm syndrome could be uh using that definition. It's yeah, it's very clear. And these think tanks sit around and they understand this. Mm-hmm. That's why every four years these slave movies come out. If and it's a meme going around, just to show you the power of memes and waking people up, they'll say celebrating Black History Month, and then like they have the Netflix kind of recommendations. <laughs> yeah, and they'll I know. Have like Twelve Years a Slave. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they'll have Woo! all these different slave or traumatic movies and stuff. This is the celebration. Yeah. But that's just like a double entendre for saying, "See the power of the mainstream of the mainstream but, media." Yeah, you know what's happening when when Netflix does that. The algos are are creating uh, recommendations for white people because they want to vicariously mm-hmm. experience the trauma themselves, mm-hmm. and and they want to trauma bond with the trauma victims. Trauma bond, yeah. And the problem is, and this is where people thought they were saying may have got frustrated with me. I'm not holding any group accountable to deal with black people, so-called black people. It's the fact that we're no longer going to trauma bond with you. You use that clout and then go on and go on to better things. Yeah. Every group that comes in new, whether it's a racial group or, you know, a sexual identity or whatever else, it's like, this is the new black. Or, you know what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. just like black people. <laughs> and then they, they'll bond. They'll have that trauma bond. Then they'll receive tangibles and elevate themselves and go off and leave us. And then it, it'll happen again. And I don't hold those groups responsible. That's just like on the third rail. Yeah. 
if you can do it, do it. <laughs> it's not it's not up to somebody else to hold our hand and you know us to look for that hug. What it's up to us to say, and this is why I made that show is say if somebody says they're your ally, there needs to be some uh, reciprocity there. You know, it has to be we both gain from this situation, not you gain from it, but then you pat me on my head and say, "Oh, poor little victim." You know, I'll get you next time. <laughs> right. Yeah, that sucks. So, That's no good. So you want to hear more about? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I'll hit thirty-two. Hold on. The right. second criteria of Stockholm syndrome is an act of kindness. When the captor or abuser extends a small offer of kindness to the person being held hostage, to the victim in the relationship, that perceived kindness then tricks the brain, confuses the brain. Well, now this is good analysis. They're there now. Don't worry. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's, here's your SCOTUS. Yeah. Here's your, here's your VP. You know, um, like, as Malcolm X said, these little trinkets, yeah, these trinkets, little tokens. Trinkets and tokens. Yep. yep. Here's your oh, crack wow. pipes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got to get into the next one. This is just getting better as we go along. Let's go. The fourth criteria for Stockholm Syndrome is the perceived inability to escape, where the victim, the hostage, feels like there's no escape, there's no way out. This is where the learned helplessness comes in. The victim feels like it's hopeless, like they can never get out. You know, maybe they got roped in financially to this person, the abuser didn't want them to get a job or told them to quit their job or sabotaged their reputation at work and they lost their job or just maybe they're self-employed they're an entrepreneur they have their own business and they just feel so crappy because of all this abuse that they can't put that energy into their business the business is failing they don't have the financial resources to get out hmm. interesting turn that she took there yeah it, it, it go it's, this is more on relationship based uh-huh. more on racial based but right. it, it lines up still and that's the what are you going to do without me right it's like you're right, saying right, you're right. like you're like hell mail without the blue notes you never go platinum. You know what I'm <laughs> and you date yourself with that now. Come on. But that's that's where that's the mentality. Like, where are you gonna run to? You're gonna run right. to those racist Republicans? Huh? You'll come you'll come crying. You'll come back. back. You know? you'll come. Yeah, they'll they'll they're gonna put you in chains. And we saw this with Omarosa. It was a great example of this. Remember she went over and, you know what I'm saying, worked for Trump? Yep. And then they had their falling out, and it was like, no, 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 you can't come back home, Omarosa. Yeah. No, no, oh, no. that's right. Yep, that's right. Over. Wow. I guess we can go ahead and get into 34 now. The Stockholm Syndrome, the trauma bond, this is why people can't leave. This is why they keep going back, why they get sucked back like a rubber band effect. Like they get away and then and they're doing great and you're talking to them and it's it's amazing. They have no contact with the abuser. And then all of a sudden they hear from the abuser and it's like that rubber band effect. They're right back in that relationship and you're going, oh my God, all that progress, all that time that you got away, what happened? Stockholm Syndrome is what happened. This is a primal defense mechanism to survive right it's like this this is the Mm. primal method that the human brain and the nervous system reacts in these kinds of situations to keep you alive and the hook here 
like the real hook here is that kindness, the perceived kindness. So, you know, that goes along with that intermittent reinforcement where at first the abuser idealizes and love bombs and gives you all this positive stuff. And then they start in with the devaluation, with the meanness, the cruelty, putting you down, you know, all of that kind of behavior. But then they're very careful to keep dosing you with those little things of kindness. Right. So it is, in effect, what's been done since slavery itself. Yes. Huh. I did. I never realized that Stockholm syndrome was from two sides. I always thought it was only from the victim and not from the uh, oppressor. And that's the way. That's the way they act and yeah. play it out. And um, it was. I had a thought and I lost it. Uh, but yeah, it's just that that's the way. You no, know, I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, what I'm saying you made me do this to you. Mm-hmm. That that whole scenario, and that's how this whole thing plays out. So, um, it, but but if we can identify it, then you can treat it. That's right. That's where that's where this is where the optimism comes in at. And you know, I never leave the people on a down note or a doom. No, out. I know, I know, and I appreciate that because it always gives me a little bit of energy to continue for the next fourteen days until I get another boost. So we got to go back to Doctor Stephen Covey. <laughs> and uh, seven habits, and we're still being proactive because we have to be proactive to escape this. You know, we we have to you know say act, be you know take uh, and uh, yeah, don't we do, have to be always active in it. Of course, of course. Between what happens to us, the stimulus, whatever has happened to us, or what is now happening to us, between that stimulus and our response is a space. In that space lies our power and our freedom to choose our response. In these choices lie our growth and our happiness. In other words, with the right choices, eventually the response we choose begins to influence the stimulus. This is what Viktor Frankl discovered. And through exercising his memory, that is his self-awareness and his imagination and his conscience by asking questions such as what is this situation asking of me instead of what do I ask of it why are they doing this to me and also by exercising his own independent will this freedom became larger and larger until it was larger than his Nazi captors. Mm. Not his liberty. Liberty is a condition of the environment. Liberty is a condition of the externals. Freedom is a condition of the person, of the internals. We have control over our freedom, not in the short run over our liberty. Wow, I've never heard him talk about this. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a very, very good piece. And what are they trying to make racist now? Freedom. <laughs> don't you get any ideas about yeah. things about doing oh, for yourself? You won't have that. <laughs> nope, don't be doing that. <laughs> no, Crap. we already we we already lost our liberty. I mean, yes, not. I mean, it's it's on the table to completely lose it, but the the moving about freely and. We saw what whole thing we were saying, the coof and everything like that. But your freedom, they yeah. don't, they're trying to say that's whiteness. 
Freedom is whiteness. It's racist. Yeah, that's a powerful one. That's a I would never one. think in the in the day I would hear freedom being said as a negative. Where where did we jump that shark at? I want to know. Uh, that be, was, oh, that, I, I can tell you because I've I've been living this for the past uh, two years. Freedom of mm-hmm. speech. This is where this is this is what they attacked. Freedom of speech became. Oh, freedom of speech advocates. This has got to be a Republican. It's got to be a conservative. It's got to be QAnon. Freedom of speech. Free speech. How's your free speech zone? That's what happened. They attacked the the word itself and turned it into a negative without even it being about the meaning of the word. But that's where you you went off the rails. And that's where you're going to, when you start saying stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then they can play it back, and short clips of people demonizing freedom, yeah, it makes you look crazy. But I'll, 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 I'll make the point that in between the stimulus <laughs> yeah. and your response is where your true power lies. And if that worked for somebody that was in Nazi Germany, being experimented on the way you're saying Franco was being experimented on, yeah. the way we're being mentally experimented on we can have the same results. If we say, you know what? I will not. You might have my liberty, but you won't take my freedom. I will maintain it at all costs. And you are the shining example of exactly that, Mo. Exactly that. Because <laughs> you can't have it. You can't. No, you can't. That's the last thing you can't have. You can't have my dignity and my freedom. No. Um, so I ho- hopefully other people are saying, I'm, I'm glad that I can inspire other people. I just do it because it's second nature to me. Mm. And it's always been, and that's where it comes from parents and, you know, being raised the way I was raised. No, you never give anybody that kind of power over you. So I think we're down to the last clip. Yes, sir. You can go ahead and hop into it. We have control over our freedom, not in the short run over our liberty. However, in many situations, not necessarily all, the more you control your freedom and expand and deepen it, eventually you will influence the liberty of your life, the options, the alternatives that are available to you. Eventually, your head will create your world. Your response to the stimulus will eventually influence the stimulus. And to some degree, he experienced that. He also had the hypothesis, or tried to look at the hypothesis, what enables these people in the death camps to survive? Is it their survival skills? No. Is it their intelligence? No. Is it their health? No. Those things were eventually equalized, lost. Helped a little initially, but eventually they're gone. Is it their family structure? No. The thing that enabled survival was a vision of the future. A sense of meaning about a work yet to do. A contribution yet to make. Wow. These are words to live by, ma'am. <laughs> and this is what's happening. The fact that when people start exercising their freedom, say, I'm not going to go along and it's a lot of people that took those slings and arrows called very nasty names, but they persisted on and then they started impacting the stimulus. 
that the fact that, you know, they can't even say certain words anymore. They can't even come in us in certain ways anymore that it just, it just points out who they are. And, and that's why I'm complete optimistic because it's only going to get bigger. It's only going to get stronger at this point. I mean, they're going to have to just crank down on the Liberty. I mean, cause they can't, they can't, if they can't destroy your Liberty, I mean, your freedom, then they just had to crank down on more, on your more on your Liberty. Very interesting. That very interesting how we talked about, you know, the third rail on the previous episode and you end this episode with a, uh, with a clip that says that shows how the half, half of the third rail equation, uh, the Jews in Nazi Germany, how they use these seven highly effective uh, uh, habits. habits, and here we are. We can all learn from it. You can learn anything for anybody. And that's the thing. You take what works. <laughs> that's yes. that's the beauty of, of of all this. If it works, borrow it. You know, change it to adapt your circumstances, it. Yep. adapt, adapt it, it. Yep. And, and improve upon it. Yeah, and, and that's 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 America in itself. That's that's the real America. Is that you know, and and it's just a beautiful thing. Also, the real America is this show, Mo. For me, it is at least. I love mm-hmm. I love what we're doing. I love what you've done. I love what you've put together. And I once again can't wait for the next episode. Fantastic job. And as I always say, pay attention to everything, and the truth will reveal itself. And would everybody please remember to support us with your time, talent, and treasure at MoFax.com. And Mo, I look forward to speaking in 14 days. Thank you so much. All right. See you later, Adam. All right, everybody. Take care. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. If being right means being without you. I'd rather live alone, don't lie. Your mama and daddy say it's a shame. It's a downright disgrace. But long as I got you by my side, I don't care what your people say. My friends tell me it's no future in loving a married man. If I can't see you when I to see you when I can. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. If loving you is so wrong, baby, I don't want to be right. Am I wrong to fall so deeply in love with you? When you have a wife and two little children depending on you too Am I wrong to hunger for the gentleness of your touch Lord, when you have someone else at home who needs you just as much Am I wrong to give love to a